Attention, this is a matter of national security. After a meteorite crashed into the New Jersey Turnpike, the following digital audio transmission from the You Watch I Listen podcast was intercepted by NASA scientists in the year 2019. The You Watch I Listen podcast is about to start. Sit down, listen close, and try not to die. The You Watch I Listen podcast starts now. Home Depot uh, in Kansas had to be evacuated for a bomb threat. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, take it out, take it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, suck it nice and slow. A <laughs> couple other really funny news stories. Kenny G. Who the fuck is Kenny G? The fucking clarinet player. Oh, suck it nice. <laughs> what did he do wrong? He's being Charles Manson all weird. In the middle of it, he cuts her off and goes, Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, take it out, take it Dude, out. Dude, now I see why people followed Charles Manson. He was very straightforward. Yeah, he had the right idea. It's time for the You Watch I Listen podcast, and always remember, don't sniff it, just do it. Hi, everybody. Hello. This, you know, we're having a lot of technical it's a complications It's a fucked up today. day. Um, we walked into the studio, or I did this morning, afternoon. Yeah, you did. Tomato, <laughs> and one of our uh, lighting lamps was fell over and was shattered, so I had to sweep that up, unplug all the wiring. Subscri- subscri- I can't even say the Sub- word. Subfi- yeah, sufficiently. Sufficiently. Um, I walked in. Yeah, see, we just clipped. Everything's all fucked up. So this one's probably going to sound like ass, but it hopefully will be a Well, I'm saying, we're, we're not clipping on the recording, so I think we're good. I hope not. I think if it's we are, then fuck them all. Uh, you'll probably hear a little fan in the background because it's like 100 degrees outside, and um, Taylor will have a heat stroke. That, why um, just... Um, all right. What? Do I have a rant for today? I never know if I'm going to rant or not. Right, I mean, maybe you will. Maybe we'll get lucky. Maybe I'll rant. Maybe I will do something. I don't know, um, So this is episode... I'm I'm ninety percent sure it's sixty three. I think it's sixty three. I think I'm you're 90% right. Ninety percent sure. Uh, sixty three of you watch I listen. Um, why don't we get this out of the way first and foremost, Taylor? Tell um Taylor there was a UFC last night. Yes, there was, and, and I lost money. Did you? I who, did who, lose money on what? 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 what, what, what? Uh, I put money on Frankie Edgar, even though I knew he was going to lose. Yeah, um, yeah, that was uh, that was a rough so, one. You know, I, I got a bet with my heart sometimes. Huh? Is a Homer pick? Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, yeah, you have to. Also, Frank, Frankie's a fucking legend. I've known Frankie since I was in fucking high school. Like, of course, I picked him. So, na- so naturally, you know, you put some money on the fight, right? Yes. Now, what website did you use? I happened to use a little website called BetDSI. Now, BetDSI is one of the best betting websites out there. But Are why? But, you know, don't just take my word for it. But you probably should. But why you should. would you choose BetDSI? That's a great question, Josh. Let me explain to you why. BetDSI has been paying winners for over twenty years and is one of the top-rated betting sites on all betting review sites. Didn't get it wrong this week. Use your sports knowledge to make some extra cash this week, next week, and every week moving Can forward. BetDSI is a very friendly interface is and it? mobile site, and they also have the fastest payouts in the industry. Simply pay 
win and get paid. BetDSI offers betting options for everything. Bet on MLB, NBA, NHL, NFL, UFC, and all other major sports. Bet on politics, bet on reality TV, bet on esports, virtually everything, Daniel. Damn, Daniel. Try live betting at BetDSI, where you can bet on games from start to finish, every play, and every minute until the very end. New members get a 100% bonus match when using promo code YWIL. That's more than double your money to start winning today. What does YWIL stand for? Taylor. I believe stands for you wish I, I lay your ass. I lay. I, yeah, no, no one does. I'm gonna shake this thread. <laughs> We're no survivors. <laughs> what's the, what's next in your master plan? Shut the fuck up, little finger. You die quicker than that. It's true. God he does die quick. Uh, but I play there myself, and I recommend BetDSI if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love or any sports that you may be watching. Once again, go to BetDSI.com and use promo code YWIL and get this limited-time 100% bonus uh, bonus offer and a $25 free wager to test the waters. Don't miss out and go make some extra cash this betting season. It's only a game until you bet at BetDSI. And that is true. So, guys, let's uh, let's get this out of the way. Taylor, how was your week? Uh, eventful, for sure. Eventful, yes, uh, very any, eventful. Anything specific? I went to uh, I went to go see John Mayer Friday night. Looked like a good show. I saw your pick of the stage. It's some good seats. It looked like an awesome stage and screen setup as yeah, well. Yeah, and usually the garden has shitty view, like it's shitty seating. It's like you really can't see much. But the way they laid everything out, it worked out very well. Um, I had great seats. Uh, my girlfriend had a great time. I had a great time. She's the bigger John. I know you like John Mayer, but she's actually like a fan. She's, fan, she's right? a legit fan. Um, I would say I am too, to an extent. But I've actually seen him before. Okay, and she hasn't. Plus, like he doesn't. Have have a new record out. He has nothing going on. He hasn't on. put out anything in quite a while. No, nah, I mean, he's did a, anything bad happen to you this week? Um, oh yeah, that. <laughs> so the day before the show, my uh, listen Thursday night, my my truck is a Nissan Xterra. Usually they're great trucks. Nissans are Nissans very, in general. You can just beat the fuck out of. So I, I think whoever had this truck before me beat the shit out of it because this truck, like when I got it, the first three days I had it, the back differential went. I know. I remember. I, then your exhaust fell off. Ex- like two weeks later. <laughs> yes, and then the okay. So, so there we go. So the exhaust fell off. Again, Thursday about- night, it's like 7.30, I'm getting ready to head out, and I get a FaceTime from Taylor, and I'm like, why are you on 23? And then he shows me the hood of his car popped, and it's like steaming. <laughs> he broke down on 23. My, my truck overheated. There's I guess there's like a, there, uh, there's a hose that connects my coolant to my engine that actually allows the coolant to enter you're, the engine. You believe it or not, your, your car's the only one that has that. Yeah. No, I'm just... I've <laughs> never heard of that before. No, I'm just saying like that's what broke. So no, I was I, saying because you said believe it or not, I can believe it. Oh, cool. <laughs> so I had to fix that thing. Oh, literal Dan. That, yeah, it's fucking Danny Danielson sucks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had to get that fixed. Thankfully, I didn't. I didn't have to take it to a fucking shop. It was really a, a ten dollar oh, yeah, fix. Your, your shit's, I just. I didn't even connect that when you got here. Your shit's fixed already. Yeah, I, I did it myself the very next okay, day. Okay, good. So, so it wasn't but the a part big deal. that well it. The, the toe was expensive. That's the part that sucked. And I was just super, like, uh, anxious about it all weekend because I was driving well, it into yeah, the city. Well, yeah, you have car issues, it's like the fear of not being able to come and go at your own will. Yeah. Especially if you have to take a company van or something where it's like you could only go to and from work. Yeah, and like, I won't even use my company van for that. It's just one of the, I don't know, it's like a respect thing. I, I would only use my company that. van to pick up kids. <laughs> what kind of kids? <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Josh, how was your week? Uh, I had a really solid week this week. A lot of uh, a lot of cool stuff in the works. Um, you make like, it sound so fucking exciting. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that was rude of me. A little more emphasis in your voice, or yeah. what? 
Uh, yeah, he said ever since you're a fucking cunt. Oh, that he is right. You gotta say it twice for emphasis. I'm not, he's not ready. About emphasis. Emphasis. <laughs> uh, my week was fucking great. Yep. I mean that in the most sarcastic way humanly possible. I can't yeah. really get into everything. Um, Just look on his Twitter. Yeah, it was you know like by the time the third shitty thing that happened to me in a literal seven day window. I was just like, you know what? Whatever. Fucking cool. Like yeah. I was just like, I was expecting at that point to get t-boned and buy a car and traffic Dude, or it, it's, just have a brain aneurysm. It's, it's, Honestly, it's it. I got to the point where I'm just kind of numb to bullshit. Yeah. So we had a friend pass away last week, had a family situation on Friday, and then had another family situation on Tuesday. And it just, it was one thing after the other, and eventually I'm like, you know what? Just fucking strike me down now. <laughs> I wish the Lord would take me now, spite more or less. me, almighty spider. Yeah, but in, in between that, there was some cool shit. Um, I did see The Lion King last week. I saw um, The Lion King I, as well. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I will say, I still like the animated, the original better. It's still a better movie, but this was a very good uh, adaptation of it. It's a great way to bring it to a new generation Yeah, because audience. the new generation, there's not many like cartoons anymore. Real cartoons. It's all right. the CGI stuff, and this was, it looked so great. My biggest complaint in the movie was Beyonce stunk her voice acting. She just seemed like she was happy to be there. Yeah, Beyonce stunk. Um, everyone else, Seth Rogen was great. Dude, Timon and Pumbaa stole they, the show. They were the best part. Um, John Oliver as Zazu, who I don't even like John Oliver, but he was great as Zazu. Um, so it was really good. John Oliver, in a part that's written well, can be great. Oh, like, yeah, he was he great is, in Community, his delivery is very good. Yeah, he's, he's got a very great delivery. And then on Thursday night, I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with uh, Quaz and Stelly. Um, it's a hell of a crew right I, there. I, yeah, Jesus. It, was, it was very interesting. Um, <laughs> so, especially because I went to their place beforehand and their air conditioning's broken. So, I was like, how did you guys deal with this last weekend when it was 110 degrees here? Um, so, we went and saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, as I've said on the show a bunch of times, uh, Tarantino, as of late, I ha since Inglorious Bastards, he hasn't had a movie I absolutely like loved and will put on any time. I did like Django. I hatefully I'll never watch again. Uh, and obviously I don't think he's had one since Inglorious Bastards that is up there for me. This one may edge out Inglorious Bastards for me. I don't think it's better than Reservoir Dogs or Pulp Fiction, but mm. I think it could very easily be argued because this one felt the least like a Tarantino movie. Like, you know when Hatefully it was so Tarantino with the heavy dialogue yeah. leading up to a bloody and battle at the end? one, chapter yeah, two. And exactly. This one didn't do that. It was by far his most subtle film. Okay. Um, it, it was very deliberate in the pace it took. Leo was incredible, as always. Brad Pitt had me cracking up throughout the movie. Margot Robbie captured the spirit and essence of Sharon Tate incredibly well. And Tarantino created this universe... Not, not even the universe. He brought you into this world that once existed, the end of the golden age of Hollywood, and you felt like you were there. It felt authentic. It didn't feel like it was paying homage. It didn't feel like it was ripping anything off. It felt like it was paying tribute to all these different legendary figures, characters. Leo and Brad Pitt's characters are composites of people like Burt Reynolds, like Clint Eastwood, and different stuntmen from the past. And then when he does go full Tarantino in the last 30 minutes... It is fucking awesome. It's awesome. It cool. was awesome. There were so many. I mean, the, and the amount of people that were in this too. Emil Hirsch is in it. Uh, were we just talking a couple weeks ago? Like, what Al, is he in? Al Pacino's in it. Uh, um, okay. Then there's a whole bunch of the little cameos. Maya Hawk has a small part. Okay. Sydney Sweeney from uh, Euphoria, who Josh and I are big fans of, uh, was in it, but not in the way you'd expect. Dakota Fanning was in it. Bruce Dern was in it. She's smart. Smart. She's smart. <laughs> she's, she she has, has great eyes. She, she has a high IQ. A really one of the best IQs I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Other than other than the shitty stuff, um, do you know who are having a better week then? Who are we having a better week? Me, <laughs> no, well, for um, sure. Rutger Hauer, dead uh, uh, yeah. star of uh, a Blade Runner. Uh, he was the original vampire in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He was in Batman Begins, or no, the Dark, no, Batman Begins. Hobo Didn't with you the shotgun, the, yeah, Hobo with the shotgun. Um, the oh, the, the hitcher he was in. Um, his ending monologue in Blade Runner, the original Blade Runner, um, it's like Tears and Rain, where memories fade away, is one of the greatest monologues in the history of film. He was so good in Blade Runner, uh, great character actor, and he is dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so why don't we get to our reviews? Uh, uh, Taylor, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay, so what movie did I give you this past week? You gave me Insomnia. Christopher Nolan's Al Insomnia. Pacino. Al Pacino, uh, Hilary Swank. Yes, go for it. Um, yeah, no, I, no, I, I didn't like this movie all that much, to be honest with you. And it was, it's nothing, and it's nothing bad. I have to say about it. I mean, visually, it's stunning. It does tell a great story. I literally just felt no sympathy towards any of the characters. I felt no sympathy for the girl that was murdered. The well, only I time I, fe to. I felt my, I, no, you're supposed to feel sympathy. Not for, for the girl. Some. They didn't show her alive at any point. You're not supposed to feel sympathy for her character whatsoever. No, but I'm saying is you still want it because it's a victim, so you're still sure. trying to find that. You know what I mean? So you want to try to relate to that. So that part stunk, but I understand. Um, the other thing I, I the only part I real truly enjoyed was the parts with Robin Williams. He was the best part. Robin Robin, Robin Williams and Al Pacino's scenes were Their very, chemistry very was really good. good. And Ro Robin one of those guys that could work with anyone. Yeah, like, he yeah. just play off of anyone at any point in time. Um, it was just hard for me to really pay attention. I, I just found myself not that interested throughout the entire film. Um, I re again, that's the one thing I have to say about it. Just nothing grabbed me. Nothing. I didn't care that he couldn't sleep. Um, the aspect of the 14, 15-hour day was pretty cool. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, I, I really don't like it all that much. And I I'm, and I hate to say it because I love Christopher Nolan, and I love Memento. I love everything. See, but the thing whatever I, it is, I, I just can't. I like about this one, um, in comparison to his other movies, that it is the least Christopher Nolan movie. It, it just like that Dunkirk, could be why. it's it's the least Christopher Nolan. There's very little nonlinear storytelling. There's some where he does the flashbacks, but it's very brief. Right. All of his other movies are told in a nonlinear way. Yeah, and he's he's probably the best at that in in Hollywood and filmmaking, and television, whatever. He's, oh yeah, there's, he's there's the no greatest. disputing that fact. I mean, for sure. Dunkirk was his greatest um, I, way vi of visually. Well, it's not even that the way the storytelling in Dunkirk with nonlinear was so brilliant because the way it tied it all together eventually. Oh, my he was God. great at Interstellar as well. Which I just watched again, and Insomnia didn't really rely on that, so it doesn't feel like a Nolan movie. And I like when a director can step out. Um, this movie does not take as many chances as his other movies. It's a very big. I said it plays like an episode of SVU. That that could be part of it because I wasn't. I don't really. Like I do know the first time I saw it, I was very indifferent, and it took a couple viewings just to see the way they told the story. Once mm. I had an idea of what was actually happening, and I saw it again, and the way things are pieced, it it was a more complete puzzle on multiple viewings. And I think every Christopher Nolan movie deserves a few viewings because there's so many things you won't pick up on. Mm. And I do think it's one, if you like caught it on TV again and you watched it, you'd be like, oh shit, you well, pick up on other things. The, uh, I, I bought it for the sake of mm -hmm. that, you know what I mean? Because I rented it, I watched it, and I'm mm -hmm. like... I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna well, have to even watch this the worst again. Nolan movie is better than most people's best movies. I, I completely agree, and I would say this is out of all the movies I've seen him that he's directed. This is like the, the, the at the bottom it's of that least list ambitious. for me. For it's sure, least ambitious. It, it, but you are right. I, it does take it doesn't really take any chance whatsoever. Yeah, no, no. Um, but there are there is like one part where it, like it kind it it ended the movie nicely, mm -hmm. which I will give that. Um, yes, it was which a very good he, ending. He, uh, he can't sleep. He can't do all this, and then you know, finally Robin Williams blows. He him doesn't away want Hillary Swank to make the same mistakes he did. 
did a covering up its cr- crimes that you know may have halted investigation. I like the dilemma that he had telling the story about the guy that was a pedophile and he planted evidence on him, knowing that he killed the kid. Right. Which brought me what it reminds me of, or I guess this other movie reminds me of Insomnia, was the great dilemma at the end of Gone Baby Gone with uh, Morgan Freeman, where right. you didn't know if it was right for uh, Morgan Freeman to keep the kid because it was such a deadbeat mother that they yep. took her from. I like that kind of moral question that you have in a movie because yes should any pedophile no matter what you have to do go to prison absolutely is planting evidence the right way to do it no that's the question it, it's, it, it, it's it's a moral dilemma that you yeah. have to th- you, so ha- you have to search within that yourself that kind of to question answer. made me wonder and i like that that's what tied off the end of the movie um but so what would you grade insomnia i'm just gonna give it a five okay um, five out of ten ve- like, not a bad uh, movie know, but average you know what you? i, I want to you know i want to take back what i said about hate josh and i talked about this a couple weeks ago i want to stop saying hate so much i, w- I want to say i'm very indifferent you know what i mean yeah, because i don't i don't necessarily hate it but i don't necessarily nothing that pulled you in i far do not love this movie okay. whatsoever all right so let's go to my album uh you gave me the fever 333 made in america yeah um so i gave the the thing that was nice about this album was seven songs so it was pretty easy to listen to um and it was easy to listen to because i was so happy that it wasn't more than seven songs <laughs> i i hated this really? more than anything in the world why it sounded like a composite of songs that would be on um NBA, 2K, Madden, all like video game soundtrack songs. I've never listened to them. Give me one of their songs. I'll play it in the background. Play, this is my least favorite song. I gave it a zero because it sounded like a bad Marilyn Manson song. Uh, The First Stone Changes. It sounded like a Marilyn Manson song, but not nearly as good. There was some, the music isn't bad. It's produced incredibly well, but to me, they sound like they're trying too hard to be other bands and their sound just doesn't click for me. There was nothing in the lyrics. They were heavy handed. They were shoehorned in trying to make a more political point. Like it's tw- it's twenty seconds. Give it a second, fucks. I know. I'm, I'm, Remember, I, 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 hey, we're not talking about hate. It just doesn't sound okay to me. I will admit, the first time I heard this song, I wasn't really about it. There are other songs that are ten times better than this one. I will say that. I did give one song a two and a half, and that was "Walking in My Shoes." That was the best song on it, and that's a like a five. Or if you know, if you're doing it on a scale of ten, it's a five yeah. out of ten. But the sound as a whole, there was nothing unique about it. There was nothing that made them stand out from any other band. They sounded like a like a creative band, like a, a, a like a, you know what it sounds like. A lot of this sounds like music they would give like a, a job or WWE superstar. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the drummer isn't bad. I'll give him that, and the production quality of it is very very good. But nothing like it's very generic. Like. There's nothing about this that stands out. It's like uh, like an Avenged Sevenfold type band, but not as good musically. And I don't even like Avenged Sevenfold. Avenged Sevenfold's pretty good. Musically, they're great, but I never want to listen to them. Uh, up until, like, Nightmare, and um, then it was over so- it. I just I, I don't know there was just it, just like you said with insomnia I, I maybe hate isn't the right word because it didn't anger me like arcade fire did and I was bored yeah but there was nothing here that makes me think this band stands out in any I'm single gonna, way I'm not gonna be Ralph and and yell at you for not liking it but I just I don't understand how you don't like it what this no arcade fire, arcade fire. it's awful okay it's got <laughs> no soul or feel no it's trash no I know it's, you're it's there's no emotion or feel to it it's it's weird ambient noises and just things yeah, Sometimes that's cool. That's what I like it about it. It can be cool, but not when every song bleeds into one and I nothing think, stands out. I think he still has a bad taste in his mouth from when Ralph gave him the fucking Lou Reed album. 
<laughs> just ambient noise. I would rather listen to Lou Reed. <laughs> what about the Lou Reed and Metallica album? Yeah. Oh my! It's great when Headfield starts singing, but when yeah. you hear but, Lou Reed, just, so I'm talking and here's so do, do, exit do, light. Do, do me, enter do, night. Josh, do me a favor. Play out. Uh, uh, we're coming in by the Fever three three three, because this is the song that grabbed me, and I have to oh, say, I gave that a zero also. Why? Because it wasn't good. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking Josh, about? Josh, I want to hear what you have to say about we're coming in. It just it's it's so vanilla. Dude, it's... Okay. This is very vanilla. No, it's fucking not, Josh. It's so complex for only three fucking people. You got a guitar player and a drummer and a singer. That's all. And they put out something I, like this. There's, uh, there's a lot of white stripes songs that are a lot more complex than this. Yeah, it doesn't matter, dude. I'm telling you, listen. Wow. The Fever 333 wow. is meant to go see live. If you go see these see guys that. live... I'm not, I'm, but I didn't see their, live. Their, their shit is incredible. Did you, know you watch what? the video? Down a little bit. You know, um, did you watch the video I told you to, listen, I to watch? No, it was... You know what I, I get what you see in this? them. What this song right now? I picture it's like a scene in a movie where it's like a post-apocalyptic kind of thing, and there's like a big the orgy in the Ma- Matrix. Matrix. I reloaded. could see I could see this being played during the yeah, Matrix. Yeah, it reloaded sounds like just a scene. random song that would be in a movie soundtrack that you don't really pay attention to, or like someone walks into a rave, like just yeah. like the orgy scene. It, it, it's, uh, just, it's not bad. It's just not for it's me. Not, no, I wouldn't give it a zero. I would, I would yeah. give it a. I'm not going to listen to this. That's yeah, fair. that's okay, probably that's what's more accurate. There's nothing on here that maybe said, yo, I got this song for you. I, I, I will forget about this song. Like, if I, this came on the radio, I would have to think about it. And that's where they don't stand out. And I, I think a lot of a lot of my love for this comes from, I love the previous bands these guys were in. The guitar player from The Chariot, Jason Butler from Let yeah. Live, and Acosta from uh, Night Versus. So I, the fact that these guys the came together. The drummer's the best part of this band. The Dude, drummer's by far the best he's part. He's so good. And they were produced by John Feldman, too. And also Travis Barker had a lot to do with yeah, the, this. Yeah, yeah. So there are bands that. that sound like this that I have liked in the in the past. Like This reminds me a little bit of Korashi, and I really yeah. like Korashi. It has a, has yeah. a, you know what? It has a little bit of a Power Man 5000 sound, honestly. <laughs> it really does. There, there's some stuff where it's just so distorted. Fucking like, Deadsy. Deadsy. But I, uh, I absolutely orgy, love it. A little mm-hmm. bit of orgy. Yeah. It's well, kind of the sound. It's, I, it sounds like a late 90s industrial rock rap sound. See, yeah. it, it's, it like blends to me like some stuff with like like the he, like the super heaviness and compressed of uh, guitars of Nine Inch Nails with like the lyrics, over overhead lyrics of like Rage Against the Machine. I get that a little you know, bit you, too. You can definitely hear musically, you can hear a little bit of Nine Inch Nails influence in the way that... I mean, anyone that does like an industrial like type synthesizers sound, kind of shit. It's not possible to not be influenced by Nine Inch Nails, but I, I, I'll give this a 2 out of 5 because I get the appeal of it. I understand why you would like it, but there was nothing here that made me think this band is anything but like uh, just there. There's nothing about them that I, I I just don't. You said they won a Grammy. They were nominated for a Grammy. Who beat them? Uh, I want to say Meshuggah. Okay, that's, I, that's, no, that's which, fair. Well, I mean, I, they weren't going to win anyway. When, whenever a band from the, from a genre like this gets nominated, they're never going to fucking win. All right, ever. Let's do our picks August for this Burns week. Red didn't win. You think Fever Three 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 is going to win? Come on. All right, let's do our picks for this week. Um, I guess I'll go first. Um, I was going back and forth on what I wanted to give you. Yeah, um, same thing with me and my album. Yeah, and there's a couple I have in mind, and I got to think about this. Um, I'm gonna write something well, down so really the, quick. Hold you, on. You, you want I'm me to give you me yours because I have well because I have mine. Yeah, right. you, you go first. While I'm writing something. Oh, they, lo- they lost to Chris Cornell. That's. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I because uh, I know Meshuggah got nominated at some point, but I just can't remember. So anyway, so the album this week I'm gonna give you is um the same is from a uh, an artist that I went to go see this past weekend. Uh, I'm gonna give you a John Mayer record. And during the show, he did something that he he's never done before. And the first time he's Jerked ever played off on stage, he's played the album in its entirety. He played Continuum. Is that what so you're I'm gonna me? give you Continuum. 
Um, it's one of my favorite records by him. Lyrically, it's brilliant. Um, musically, J- John Mayer, it speaks for itself. Okay. Um, he really is just an incredible guitar player, and this I is by far my favorite record of his. I want to say it came out like 2006, 2007, um, and it had. And I want to highlight a song everyone knows on. Uh, everyone has heard at some point. I want to highlight the song Gravity. Okay. Gravity is by far one of the best guitar riffs I've ever heard in my life blues rock and roll anything um, when he played it live he ended up riffing and he sold for like 20 minutes and it was just it crossed over into the realm of a special show when he would just riff and riff okay. and riff after two and a half sets he was still going strong um, but yeah this is my favorite album by him he has a lot of other stuff down the line but this is where I find to be his best record cool. in his entire and discography. Actually, I do think I'll end up enjoying it because John Mayer I find to be a very easy listen and I appreciate his guitar playing because he is one of the cleanest guitar players Mm-hmm. There's nothing sloppy. As great as Jimmy Page is as a guitarist, I would much rather listen. I would much rather listen to a Stevie Ray Vaughan solo, a Randy Rhodes solo. Um, he's sloppy. John Mayer is very clean. Classically, uh, classically trained guitar exactly. players that could actually like virtuoso, like a Joe Satriani. Correct. Correct. All right. So now for a movie. Ingve Molstein. I've, I've written down three movies, okay, mm-hmm. and I've assigned each movie a number mm-hmm. as one through three, okay. Okay. I want you to pick a number. And that'll be your movie. Okay. Uh, Two. Two. Okay. I'm giving you Magnolia. Magnolia is a Paul Thomas Anderson film. Um, And if Paul Thomas Anderson, there's anything you know about him, is that he is a very um, unique storyteller. He directed The Master. He directed Boogie Nights. He directed There Will Be Blood, Phantom Thread. I'm in. Um, I love all those movies. Magnolia, it's a very hard movie to explain because there's weaving storylines. It stars Tom Cruise, John C. Riley, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, There's a lot of themes that they explore in this movie uh, from complicated relationships with parents, uh, abuse victims. Uh, There is some religious overtones to the movie as well. This was a movie the first time I saw it because it came out when I was pretty young. I want to say it came out when we were like in 2000, Magnolia. And I didn't fully understand and comprehend it. See, and t- I was hoping you weren't saying like Steel Magnolias no, or something. Like, no, no, no. Is that like God. a Meryl Street movie? Pushing Tin. Um, so, the Magnolia, I don't want to give too much away. Because that, there, there's so many things to unfold in this movie, like most Paul Thomas Anderson movies. He was one of my favorite working directors. The only one of his movies that I can say I don't love, although I love the performances in it, is There Will Be Blood. See, that's I the thing. Like I Daniel Day Lewis in it, but the movie itself doesn't do much for me. Yeah, see, I, I disagree. I think There Will Be Blood is one of, is one of my favorites. Like, I, I consider a Daniel Day Daniel Day Lewis movie before that guy. Yeah, and that's fair. But the thing is, like Boogie Nights, incredible. Well, Boogie Nights, uh, Inherent Vice, incredible. The Master, incredible. The Master, Phantom Thread. Incredible, um, and Magnolia is right on that level, and it didn't do great at the box office, although it was critically acclaimed. And now, since then, it's become a much bigger deal. So, my pick for you this week is Magnolia. Cool. Um, okay, let's get into some stuff. Oh, actually, first, let me plug our friends over here, homies. Um, guys, if you have a business that you want to advertise, there's only one place you should call. Where should we call? You should call Lobo Sound. Yeah. If you need a website for that business, you know where you should go. I think call Lobo call, Sound. Call Lobo Sound. Lobo Sound's world-renowned commercial production and web, website construction in English, Spanish, and Polish have made Lobo Sound a fixture in Chicago radio and digital advertising communities. But Lobo Sound is not limited to just Chicago. <gasps> Alaska, Atlanta, Toronto, Toledo, Hawaii, New Jersey, New York, Montecito, California, I'm wherever cool you are, Lobo Sound has your back. Lobo Sound helps you reach your target market effectively and affordably. Reach who you want to reach, when you want, on all devices and applications. For more information, call Lobo Sound at 630-244-9704. That's 630-244-9704. Or as always, you can visit them at lobosound.com. Again, that's lobosound.com. Mention you watch I listen at mention you watch I listen and get a 10% <laughs> discount. So visit 
visit LoboSanta.com or call them at 630-244-9704. And if you guys are looking for a podcast where you watch two horribly out of shape middle-aged men, one with a child, one with a non-functioning liver, there's only one place you should go, and that's Fudge and Finn's hashtag Shots for Likes podcast. Middle-aged. What? Middle-aged. Yeah, they're middle-aged at this point. They're older than us. They're like a year older than us. I'm gonna so call, you know, call him middle age. So Once you have a kid, you're middle age. You know, he just he just indirectly called you guys middle age too. He did. Yeah, he did. I, I mean, I've accepted that long ago. Well, I, I mean, you're I, I think you're, it's, you're losing a lot of hair. I, I know. I'm used to it, hair. and you have yeah. hypertension, so it's okay. It's true. Yeah. See, so you have <laughs> and, a bad so, and somehow I win the award for closest to death at his fucking birthday it's, party. It's true. No, well, you're right. Fudge and Finn's hashtag shots. The fact that the landlord said that of all things made it even funnier. Fudge and Finn's hashtag shots for podcast is bringing video into the mix. Not only can you continue to listen on iTunes, Google Play Music. Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. You will now be able to watch them stream their episodes every Saturday night after 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Your favorite booze-consuming podcast will be discussing sports, video games, and embarrassing drunken stories. Streaming on Twitch, YouTube, and Mixer. Go to these websites and enjoy the assholery. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Shots for Likes podcast. Mixer.com slash Shots for Likes. Visit Shots for Likes podcast.com and click the YouTube icon up on top to watch on YouTube. Drink with us. And as always, don't be cunts. All right. All right. Got you, know what, you, know, you know what? We're having a better week then. I actually just figured it out. AJ Green out six to eight weeks. Torn ligaments in his ankle. Will not be ready for the season we're, opener. We're also having a much better week than the Giants entire wide receiving core. <laughs> Dude, Sterling Shepard dislocated thumb. Corey Coleman tore. Or an ACL, Golden Tate suspended four games. I think that I think that'll get overturned. I don't I think know, man. It you know how hard it is in well, the NFL to get a suspension well, overturned. Well, if Greg Hardy for, can, can get a suspension I, reduced, excuse me. There is a much stick, uh, stricter policies against steroids, and there are domestic violence in but, the NFL. But he even said it wasn't steroids. He said it was a fertility drug. Correct. You can't take fertility drugs. It's a, fertility drugs. You can't take them because they're masking agents. Yeah, but like he's not doing it to get an edge. He, he's a, he was no, already no, a great player. No, he's yes, try- no but. You take fertility drugs when you're coming off a steroid No, no, cycle. I, I know that. That's it's what Manny Ramirez blocker, no, right? Manny Ramirez, no, no. You take fertility drugs and you take estrogen itself because it helps the body start naturally producing um, testosterone okay. again. So, yeah, if you're taking uh, fertility drugs, testosterone, you're taking steroids. So I have no sympathy for those people. They can say it's for whatever you want. You don't take those things unless you're on something. Why should a 32-year-old not be developing testosterone naturally anymore? You don't know. No, you stop producing testosterone at 32 years old when after you've been using steroids for so long, your body can't produce it anymore. I'm That's what John Jones tested positive for. Yeah, but John Jones has a lengthy history. What, what's Golden Tate's history of steroids? It, that he's been caught on. I I think the entire NFL, 90% of Everyone's them, on something. Yes, I'm, exactly. But what I'm saying and is this particular... if you're dumb enough to get caught, you should be punished. I understand, but this particular situation, I do not believe he was trying to get an edge on a foreign, on a maybe four-win fucking team. Well, you think it matters? Oh, well, no, the, the reason he would want to get an edge on a four-win team is because then he has trade value. To get traded to another team, um, I mean he's he's older, especially. That's the I only one I just don't buy. The other That's one just be, me, being but. older, I think people players are more inclined when they're older to stay healthy and have a longer career to take steroids. I highly doubt he's going to get overturned. You don't get you very rarely will get suspensions overturned for things like PEDs and substance abuse, but you will get him overturned for domestic violence. Tyreek Hill, yeah, Tyreek Hill, who's allowed to fucking play. Yeah, unfortunately, that case is very complicated um, because there's not much you can really do with it. Well, yeah, I mean, you got to. I mean, it's it's terrible, but it's not what you know; it's what you can prove in court. All right, it's let's get let's get into some news from this week. Um, <laughs> a woman. 
A woman. Uh, is getting married to a 91-year-old, a young woman. I think she's like 40-something. A, a, a 91-year-old woman? Um, no, no. She's marrying something that's 91 years something, old. Something. <laughs> she's marrying a 91-year-old chandelier. Chandelier? Um, it's called uh, objectum, it's, it's called objectum sexual, when you have sexual attraction to inanimate objects. Her name's Amanda Liberty. Um, okay. It, 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 wasn't, wasn't this a show on TLC called like My Weird Fetish or yeah, something? Yeah, where there's people that ha- are like in love and they fu- like. There was a woman that was eating her husband's ashes. The, well, that's gross. Uh, you're talking about My Strange Addiction. My Strange Addiction, right? The, the dude was yeah. the dude was sexually involved with ten different inflatable pool toys. I mean, that I can understand what? a little more because it's like a blow up doll. You can find yeah, a but way like, to do it. Like, shaped if, like a dinosaur. Like, think about it. If you have an inflatable, like, um, for a pool, like one of those chair things. That a has slice a of pizza? Has, Josh has, wants it. It has a cup holder in it, and then you could shape that cup holder. Just fuck it. <laughs> what? How is this? Well, I, th- that's different. There's no real pain involved here. This woman is going to shove chandelier up her snatch? I guess, dude. Like, wait, how? Wait, or it's why? like, or it's, why it, 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 why so someone's going to light the candle, and then her, then so, she's going to sit so on it? I'm no, I'm no better because I'm talking about this woman. But why is the mainstream media running a story about a mentally ill woman that thinks marrying a chandelier? First off, she absolutely probably got sexually abused by a family member, which is why she's incapable That's, of developing. Yeah. I, that's the first thing I thought of. Yeah. Labia Majora swinging from the chandelier. Uh, she starts swinging from the chandelier like Miley Cyrus in the Wrecking Ball video. Yeah, exactly. And so this woman, she's a fucking asshole. Oh, she looks like the she looks like the kid with the monkey tail from fucking Jumanji. Oh my god, yeah. He he, he just became a monkey eventually. Robin Williams had to rip his pants open so his tail would come out because he was in pain. So stupid. I guess, I, what kind of object could you like a human being possibly fall in love with? I don't like I don't. I don't have. Well, Josh loves his Apple. Stuff. Yeah, Josh has fucked an iPad at least once. That's not true. <laughs> you definitely. I'm just no. I'm just saying, like you, like you, you, lo- you're very brand loyal. So I, that's why. I think if like you ever had like, a significant like, mental breakdown, I, like, you would fall in love my with an ba- Apple product. And like I pulled my back out with that reach, just letting you know. Yeah. No, I can see him taking his Apple Watch why? and just t- tightening it around his cock and then yanking it. You're like Pulp Fiction. Yeah. I walked exactly around with his watch up in my, my ass. ass. Up my ass. Yeah. And then you'll be like the gimp. <laughs> Pulp Fiction. Why the fuck didn't Ralph text me? I got Who a. Uh, I got a good headline. Sure. Hit me. Police officer who accused McDonald's staff of biting his sandwich for being a cop admits forgetting he ate it himself. <laughs> say say that again. I missed half yeah, of that. Fuck, that fuck you, Ralph, for texting me. Police officer who accused McDonald's staff of biting his sandwich for being a cop admits forgetting he ate it himself. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, if that happened, in the, it ha- if that happened in this situation. Where else is it happening to this guy? <laughs> like, oh, I can for- I get a double bacon cheese? I, I for forgot a cop? that that was my weed. You're under arrest. It's <laughs> fucking idiot. Like, oh my god, just sprinkle some crack on him. Put a, a demo tape in their pocket. <laughs> sprinkle some crack on. Him, That's get him a good out one. Here. I have some other. Um, did you hear? Did you hear about this grocery store employee? No, no, no. What happened? So, a grocery store employee went missing ten years ago in the middle of his shift. Mm-hmm. They found him. He got trapped Where? between the cooling system. And the building. Yeah, but like... He got stuck between it for 10 years and died. His body was behind, stuck between the two for 10 how, years. How do you not, how do you not and smell And they said because that? the coolant was so loud, and the coolant was probably drying everything out faster, oh, and they couldn't hear him screaming. They found him 10 years later. Like, was he still, like, just Talking shoved? Talking stuck like... between a rock and a hard place. It reminded <sighs> me of a better story. Please tell me you have a car crash. Oh, no. God damn it. <laughs> Fucking home run. Fucking home uh, run. I, yeah. A better one that I heard. This actually happened in Camden, like, 10 years ago. Yeah. A guy was working at a chocolate factory, <laughs> and he got... 
No, stop. <laughs> he, come back. He fell into a vat of boiling chocolate. That's awesome. And died. Yeah. So think of, I, Death I, by chocolate. I have some really good puns for this. That's my smoochie. He fell in and all the employees had a snicker. <laughs> he was holding on, but guy's a real butterfinger. <sighs> he got knocked into it by that what's your call it. <laughs> I hate that when one the he, most. When he fell in, they heard a crunch. Dude, imagine going to that you wake. You can't hear a crunch. Imagine going to that wake and his open casket smells like an Easter basket. <laughs> Yo, he's a milk chocolate corpse. <laughs> instead of the instead of the coffin, it was the see-through ones, like the Easter bunnies you dude, get on Easter. And he's just dude, stuck like that. Like, but they gave him the yellow candy eyes because his eyes were gone. He's the nougat crunch and a crackle. <laughs> and a crackle. Not even the crunch bar. Dude, there's some terrible ways to go out. Falling into boiling chocolate is probably low on my list. Dude, I... I Bet money that like when they were doing the funeral arrangements, they were like, "Well, hundred grand bar," and then they they, they, they wrapped them in, they wrapped them in a five grand bar. No, the funeral home director's like, "All right, guys, this is gonna cost a hundred grand." He just looked like a chocolate Easter bunny in the casket. They turned him into runs. No, he looked like one of the chocolate Jesuses that they make on Easter. <laughs> Dude, some, they, uh, they, some new gang violence uh, news ooh, out of please. Chicago. I love gang uh, violence. Man accidentally <laughs> shot dead by own passenger in failed drive-by attempts. <laughs> Dude, Dude. That, that's like up there with the guy who tried to like shoot himself on Facebook Live and missed. Dude, Went no, right through that, his mouth. What it reminds me of the most is that there's uh, the security footage of two people trying to break into a building, and the guy, the first guy in front, throws a brick at it and it bounces off, and then got his friend tries throwing a brick right after, and he just hits his friend in the head with it and knocks him out. Would <laughs> you just run away after no, that? There was some really good. So this was another really good news headline this week that made me happy. Did it? Forever twenty one. <laughs> people, um, people who were ordering clothes and specifically plus sized women. They got their clothes from Forever 21, and there were Atkins bars in it. That's terrible. Free samples of Atkins That's bars. Terrible. Like, could you imagine like ordering something like, like, like part, like part of you would be like, you know, I, I, res- I respect the the balls you have to have. Well, to they do said that. it was an oversight because they were supposed to be sending out the samples how? with everyone, but it only went to plus sized women. How is that an I oversight? Would like, I would like it more if like someone went to the store itself and they like get their clothes, some big old bitch, and she goes up there like but buy her size seventy two pants, and they're just Jesus. like, all right, here's a meal plan too, whore. <laughs> I don't think it's like a my six hundred pound life shopping at fucking dude. Why not? <laughs> why not? Like, there's no, come on, man. You got to go to Walmart for shit like that. Yeah, I mean, there's like, what other terrible things could you like, order and uh, then have it sent like, to you? If if your pants can also double as sails on a boat, I think we got problems. <laughs> yeah, that that's true. Like. <laughs> Like, like you to play that parachute game. You used to play in <laughs> you're a kid, school. and then you got the like, one kid get, who freaked get, the fuck get, out because he got stuck. We, we need to play the parachute game, but the one we have is ripped, so we're using Brenda's pants here because <laughs> Brenda's a big old hole. No, and then you take it to the home ec teacher, and they stitch the hole <laughs> the in it so it works. We all had the one teacher in school that was just rotund, if not multiple. <laughs> <laughs> and like, like you're teaching like algebra and just like writing a division sign makes them sweat, dude. We, dude, we had this one lady in high school who lived in the tower in the high school. Sure, so like she would literally stay in the tower. So we thought she was a legit troll, and she was just a massive woman. And she had the smallest fucking stairway. And every single time she would walk down, she would waddle. And all you would hear is like, I, I think it might have been Groha who was like. Uh, Oh, God, we got to get out of here. <laughs> we had a teacher in our school. I can't use his name, so I have to come up with something that rhymes with it. Um, we'll say his name was Mose. Okay, his last name was Mose. Mose. And, um, like, I, well, I like, like Dwight Schrute's cousin? Kind of kind of like that. So we would see, we'd go to Hooters Trivia Night and we'd see Mose there. That sounds he would awful. Be, he'd be there. By, Mose is like the living, 
adult version. I mean, he's old too, but um, of Kaluchi, like more grown up. Okay? okay, virgin lives at home still potentially. Um, I don't know. I think he probably lived on his own, but definitely a little awkward. Doesn't Try, know how to talk to women. Drives and a nice car. We would go to yeah, yeah, exactly. We would go to Hooters and we make our team name something mocking him. Ugh. So one of the time was Moses a virgin. What was Moses touched me? Moses <laughs> Moses poked my funny place. And he's like sitting there. The one time he goes, I never even had you as as a student, and you're talking to me like you know me. I said, Yeah. Like what are you gonna do about it, dude? Like come on. <laughs> he, but then we're there ra- with Mike White, and Mike White is just brutal to him. And you could tell he hated me because he doesn't know me, and I'm just fucking with him. I'm coming with the team name because he hates you because for yeah. like you hate him for no fucking reason. Yeah, he was easy to make fun of. We had a couple teachers like that. There was one guy that was known as Boot. Um, because though he was there that long ago when my brother graduated from West Melford High School, and everyone called him Boots because the legend was that he got arrested for shoplifting women's boots. Women's so boots. he would get like he he would piss off a student and be like, "All right, Boots." I called him Horse Face most of the time. Right? If he was annoying me, why the long face? Dude, I always wanted to give someone like a stupid nickname like Porch or something, but I can never Porch. Can... Yeah, like, ma- like imagine that, that imagine someone really bad. Like porch. porch what? No, I'm just saying Porch what? No, I'm saying like I mean like like they're a big dude. That's that's you, not me. Like, like you're thinking it. No, you're thinking it. You're the one who insinuated. I'm like, I, like, thoughts. like a super big dude. Like you're friends with like the mountain or something, and you, like you give him a nickname Porch, like someone you've known your whole life. Why do you call him Porch though? Because he's a big fucking dude. But what? There's small porches. Yeah, but like what about balcony. A porch is normally big. What about big cunt? There could be big cunts. Oh, there's a few of those. You. <laughs> you. Um, Shut I'm up, Elias. I didn't just call Dante a nigger. I oh just, shit. <laughs> Clerks 2. Clerks 2. I was looking for the... <laughs> Not us. Not us. There's, there's no there's no way. Wait. <laughs> I was looking for the part that insinuated what you were insinuating he was about to say. And no, it's not. It's... Yeah, I'm taking it back. That's all you had to say. Instead, you just pull up that. Thanks. Sorry. By the way, that is... Sorry. Um, Engineer extraordinaire, Josh, <laughs> not me. I'm um, speaking of no clerks wonder why he too. doesn't want to do the third one. Speaking of clerks, um, and the View Askew Universe, we got the trailer for the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. You already this told week. me about it. I um, I'm excited about it. I really did not like the trailer at yeah. all. I think they, they, I, I kind of agree. I kind of agree with you. I think they kind of phoned it in a little bit. Too, too many cameos shown in the trailer. Yeah, I, like Val Kilmer, who hasn't done anything in years, and you show him in the trailer. Would, why? Like, that would be a sick drop. Like, yeah, in the and Val Kilmer looks awful, and he's only like fifty-six. And he <laughs> it looks like he's pushing. And, and they're putting him in the Top Gun movie. Yeah, like, he just looks terrible. He well, he I, he had throat cancer, although he says he didn't. But it makes sense why he looks the way he does. Um, does he look like I, Chris, does he look like Chris Mortensen? Because remember how he looked before and after his treatment and shit. No, Chris Mortensen. No, from he, ESPN, the the analyst. Oh, remember, remember um, he no, had, he looks more bloated than oh, Chris Mortensen. Bloated. He looks bloated. Like you saw, like he, he lost doesn't all look the like Val Kilmer. Um, so I will say, while I didn't like the trailer i do remember not i when clerks 2 trailer was dropping the trailer looked awful i did no interest in the movie until when the trailer came out and then i saw it and i loved it and i think with the movie and honestly in the view askew picture of films jay and song of bob strike back is my least favorite i love it no I, it's the worst one i definitely it's agree. without question the worst it's one. the silliest what one. do you think it's, is the best one uh clerks, chasing amy clerks i think clerks is still the best one for me it probably goes clerks chasing amy chasing amy as far as like his best movies clerks chasing clerks amy too uh, Dogma. You put Dogma down that low? No, I, I, I love all of them. It's not like I, I love Dogma. I, it's one of these things. Like when I was talking about the top five Tarantino movies, I can flip them out depending on my mood. Depending on how you feel that day, right? Yeah. Like the only well, two that are, are guaranteed to be in my bottom two, and mm-hmm. I still love them, 
are Mallrats and Jerry and Silent Bob's Break Mallrats is higher for me. I absolutely fucking love Mallrats. I, I, dude, I love all I of them. I think that's my third one, and then I would put Dogma, and then Jerry and Silent Bob's Straight Back is my least favorite. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I think that, well, that's it's probably the, universal. Mall, yeah. It's just an it's outrageous fun. It's, comedy. Well, it's the only one yeah. that's actually like slapstick. Yeah. The rest of them are like the whole more part based with, like, in Scooby-Doo and shit. It yeah. was funny, because it's goofy. Yeah. The other ones are more dialogue-based. Like, I think that Chasing Amy is the best. Um, I like that one the most, and then I think I put the first Clerks behind it, then Dogma, then Clerks 2. Clerks 2 is wildly underrated. Like, well, yo, some pickle fucker gave us free eats. <laughs> Dude, there's so many little things in Clerks 2. Um, Chasing Amy is the best story, I think. It's yes. the most well-crafted story of them. I think Clerks is the smartest, and when you look at the scope of how it was made and that it's remained relevant all these years later, Clerks is one. I, I've definitely seen that one the most as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's number one, then Chasing Amy, Clerks 2, Dogma. Mole rats, Jay and Silent Bob strike back. I think that's a, that's a fair list. I just, but with I those top it. five, outside of Mole rats and Jay and Silent Bob for me, I, and I love Mole rats too. I've seen Mole rats a hundred times in my life. I've I love Mole rats. rats. Times. You, you've literally <laughs> yeah, you bought have. it four different times. Easy DVD yeah. and three Blu-rays. No, and, and then when I bought it on iTunes, I'm like, all right, that's it. I don't have to buy it anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, there were some other trailers we got this week. One of them being Top Gun Two. Dude, uh, looks epic. I can't wait. There's so many things about this I'm excited about. I hope it's just as homoerotic as the first Top Gun. Dude, I was a bunch I, of my friends tell me, "Oh, Top Gun's not gay at all." Dude, Top Gun's gay. It's very gay. Dude, it's a shirtless volleyball scene <laughs> where they're zooming in on the bodies, and Val Kimmer bites his teeth at him. But the '80s in general were like very homoerotic. It was synthesized little, music. It was a little campy. Fit in perfect in the '80s. I would have been great because I'm great at playing straight. Imagine, Comedy wise, dude, imagine him gay, with like bon, sexually. Imagine him with like Bon Jovi hair and like tight leather fucking like. Oh, I'd be all about shit. it, dude. Yeah. I would want assless chaps though if I was going to be uh, questionably of sexual. Course, of course. But Top Gun Two with today's technology, dude, I do hope it's not all CGI amazing. because the, the reason the original Top Gun was so good is because they used actual fighter jets to film now, it. Now, I, I I definitely agree with you in that sense because the trailer showed you shots from the cockpit, and yeah. there's no you can't fake that footage. No, you know you what can't. I'm saying. So well, that Tom looks, Cruise took actual lessons. Well, Which is, of course he did. I, yeah, Fucking I mean... psychopath. Right, so, I mean... Uh, Tom Cruise is one of those actors, he's gonna die on set. He will. Probably. But well, Probably. I say, well, well, part of me believes that, you know, you could maybe use a little CGI here or there, which is yeah, fine. Which, but I'm saying it's the advantages the same, of it now. But what, what I guess... Uh, you don't want it to look like pure CGI. You don't want it to look like Independence Day 2 did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see any way they don't use, like, practical effects. Yeah, that's you what, know what I'm mean. saying? Especially look if they the did Mad the first Max time. Fury Road formula and use it like that, and it'll be fine. But I do think it's going to be awesome. I'm interested to see the storyline they go with, um, how it plays out, who are the new... Because there's going to be a love interest. Yeah. Who's it going to be? Because Tom Cruise looks better now than he did back then, I think which is crazy. I'm going to end up seeing that movie with uh, with my girlfriend's father, because we already talked about that trailer. Does he for think Top Gun's gay hour. also, the original? Uh, that Can you please present that? Because a bunch of my friends were arguing with me. I will, no, it's I not, he's like, it's not gay. I'm I, like, Dude, I, will, I will literally well, ask him. There's a movie, I, I think it's called um, The Long Sleep, I think it's called. And Tarantino has a monologue in it where he talks about Top Gun being gay. And it, when you listen to it, it, I think it's called The Long Sleep. It was a composite film, kind of. Oh, and Tarantino oh. has a whole uh, scene where he talks about why Top Gun's one of the greatest scripts ever written. And most people don't realize that it's about being gay. Because Maverick, he's with this girl that he like, wants, Maverick. Yeah, well, he wants to get, get with this girl. She declines him. He shows up one night. She's like, I want you to fuck me. But he leaves to go hang out with Goose. And the whole time, the reason Iceman doesn't get along with him, he's like, "We want you to join our team, and that the was a gay team." And that was the birth of the bro code. And yeah, and then he says, uh, "You could be my wingman any day. Uh, you could ride my tail all night." There's like, like yeah. it's it's super. But the '80s in general, 
it was very homoerotic. If you look at any I think it was music very video, campy dude, too. Journey so like, was a super homosexual band. They were very homosexual undertones. Any Journey music video, all of them did. Dude, The Cure was huge. Gay. Not that there's anything wrong with this. Again, no, but but like it was I very, think very I've, homoerotic. I've never heard anyone describe The Cure that way and be so right all at the same time. It's fine, dude. The it Cure. Gay. It's, it's not like they're outright coming saying like, "Hey, we got to take down these jets, and then I'm going to suck your cock." Like that would be like top butt stuff. Lil, you not, Lil Nas that. X. Yeah, he is gay. Um, that tweet you posted before. Dude, did you see Jessica Alba got hacked? Yeah. Did you see what they were posting on her Twitter? I didn't see what they posted, but I saw it, uh, someone posted. I on, took a um, screenshot of this. How bad? Um, I only took a screenshot at one part. Okay, we'll start from the bottom. I hate handicap. It's oh, oh. Free my N. YW, YNW Melly, that N, way too talented for jail. Nazi Germany did nothing wrong, and that's on God, N-word. God, I can't stand handicapped ferrets. Wow, really? Yeah. Um, I'm just getting, like, like, that's her verified Twitter Her verified profile. profile. There was more than that, too. It was, like, 30 tweets, and all of them about Nazis and hating handicapped people and gays. So, the context I, is I not funny. Kinda, I actually kind of hope it's her. The fact that she got <laughs> hacked and post, and that was posted on her... Of fact, all the people to hack, Jessica, Jessica, Jessica Alba? Alba? Jesus. Do you know why they say her career kind of disappeared? In Fantastic Four? No. No, those, she, were, those, those were moderately successful films. They were more successful than the most recent Fantastic Four. The first one especially did pretty well. Yeah. Um, the rumor is she was a big uh, rumored to be a part of the casting couch, and that's why she kind of blew up. And really? then Jeets gave her the herp. Is that really how the story goes? It, the timeline kind of adds up. I didn't know that. Yeah, Jeter, Jeter has the herp. Well, that I knew. Yeah, and he was with Jessica Alba. Well, that okay. So, well, um, there thanks. were some other trailers we got this week. Obviously, we just talked about Jay and Silent Bob, Top Gun Two, um, It Chapter Two trailer was Oops, incredible, dude. even better than the first little tease oh they dropped. God. Looks epic. The scene at the very end of the trailer where it's just Bill Skarsgård and he's not like full it. It looks like a human wearing it makeup. Yeah, was fucking creepy as shit. It's, it's terrifying. I cannot wait to see this one. Obviously, I love the first one. I really hope they knock us out of the park. Apparently, it's going to have the bloodiest scene in major motion picture film history. They're saying it's going to put the Carrie pig blood scene to shame. Yeesh. I'm very excited to see what they do with it and the how the cast does. This is a prime example of someone who can't really stand horror to know when something is truly great and appreciating it for what it is. And, yeah, sure. And especially it. I don't know what it is, why I just, I love it so much. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's that fun. Good, it, the kids are charming. It feels like a stand by me mixed into horror. Also, the fact that McAvoy's in it. McAvoy's one of McAvoy my McAvoy and Bill Hader. Bill Hader and Jessica Chastain. I love, dude. Bill Hader is so good at everything now. Um, there was another trailer came out this week um, called uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood with Tom Hanks playing Mr. Rogers. I saw that. I'm very interested about that. Yeah, Especially I'm watching a, the, the documentary. The documentary you told me about. I'm very intrigued by it. I love Tom Hanks, so I'll watch just about anything he does. Yeah. And obviously, we had Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con this week, with all yeah, kinds of stuff that came out. The biggest one for me being the reveal of who is going to be playing Blade. Fuck yeah, dude. Mahershala fuck Ali. Yeah. We said his name right. Mahershala dude, Ali. I... When, okay, so I, I've, I, I'm in a group chat where everyone just loves Marvel and they're all talking about it. It's like, oh, this, 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 and everyone glossed over Blade. And then I'm like, okay, so I go the on Twitter. Laziest, but I can't take anyone seriously when they tell me they haven't seen Blade about comic book movies. So you can't, you can't, yeah, you, know, you can't take them seriously when they say they haven't seen Blade. So I, I'm looking and I just see Marvel, uh, Marvel reveals new Blade movie. Okay, sick. I can't wait. I wonder who it's going to be. Is you know, Snipe's going to be in it? Yada yada yada. And I look and it just next tweet down in the thread. It just said in a big in big claps was Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali, my baby. phone goes across the room, and I'm so fucking excited about it, dude. dude. Well, he's also, great in I, everything. I also love the fact 
everything. He was the best part of Luke Cage in the first season. He by was. Far. Mm-hmm. The thing that I love about Amazing it too is that detective. he reached out to them. Yes. He wanted to I play. Like he literally play. called and was like, "Hey, I work well, here now." I said, <laughs> I, "I think it was, was two-time Oscar winner in three years." This was yes. an episode a while ago, and we were talking about the idea of a new Blade. And I said, "I don't want anyone but Wesley Snipes playing him, with the exception of one person." Mm-hmm. And I said his name wrong, and I said Mahershala Ali. He's the only person that can play that fucking role. He can. He said it Mustafa out of the Ali. Uh, Mustafa Ali. Yeah, yeah. I wrestler. would love it if Wesley Snipes was involved in some way, like, like he a could play the role. mentor, the, the, the Whistler role. Um, I said Wesker. Yeah, that's, Whistler. That's, um, I'm. Very, Oops. very excited. The first two Blade movies I are in my top ten all-time comic book movies without question. Blade two specifically. Blade uh, two I mean, is Blade fantastic. one I love so much because to me to this day, Deacon Frost is one of the greatest comic book villain move, movie comic book villains of all time. His his point and what he was trying to do made sense. There was a level of empathy you could feel for him, and he was fucking badass. Mm-hmm. And it's dated, yes, CGI wise, but it's a brilliant movie. That opening scene in the club where the blood starts falling from the ceiling, incredible. And it's this the, needs the, the, to be rated R. It doesn't. Yeah. Maybe not, but you need a certain level of violence and blade. Yep. You really got to be cutting yeah. people's arms off and their heads off and shit like that. Um, there's so many things I'm excited about. The MCU had a ton of news this week, obviously. Uh, one of which being Natalie Portman is coming back to the Thor. Um, Thor: Love and Thunder. It's called. Right? Yeah. Um, she will be play. She will now be female Thor or woman Thor. What do they call her? She the Thor. Mighty Thor. The Mighty Thor. Correct. Um, the other thing. She I na- Thor. So I, I, I was actually kind of happy to see that there wasn't as much backlash about oh, woman in this role yeah. because this is a long running character way before social justice yeah, it's, warrior it's PC thing. culture shit was happening. Natalie Portman is generally an independent film actress outside of Star Wars. She does more smaller movies. Yeah. So the fact that she's coming back as well is really cool and I believe in the comic the storyline is that her character Jane Foster gets cancer they deem that she is worthy of the hammer and that cures her and that's when she becomes the mighty Thor do you think they're going to pull in the storyline with her and Tessa Thompson falling in love? Because well, they did confirm that Tessa Thompson's character, whatever her name is, they might. So Valkyrie. They're, they're gonna, Valkyrie. She's gay. They're going to need to um, to adapt the storyline. Obviously, it's a movie. They're going to need sure. to adapt the storyline quite a bit because uh, so she gets cancer. Thor is deemed unworthy. Um, she becomes the mighty Thor. You don't know for a while that it's her. Um, but it turns out that the uh, every time that she transforms into Thor, it completely... Uh, erases all of the work that's done through her chemotherapy and radiation, and she um, actually dies. Spoiler and, alert. Um, this is the and final she, comic. And she uh, she gets brought back to life by the combination of the power of Odin and they're not calling him Thor anymore, Odin's son. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, right. that's pretty cool. Yeah, there's a lot of cool things they can do there. I mean, they also confirmed a Fantastic Four movie. Fantastic they will be doing, Four. I'm sure they'll get it right this time. Um, yeah. I'm kind of... Uh, I honestly I, still don't think the original, the first Fantastic Four movie was not as bad as people like saying it was. No, the, it really was Just because... No, Victor the, the, Von Doom was the, great the, in that uh, movie. The Silver Surfer left a, a bad taste it in everyone's mouth. It was way too silly, and yeah. that's such a cool character to do things it with, is. and you just took Galacticus well, and turned him into like a, a secondary well, note in it, those. Again, it's one of those things where, like, again, it was a property of Fox to properly yeah, sure. incorporate into the MCU. It wasn't Bruce Banner. It was Silver Surfer, yada, yada, yada. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, the Fantastic Four deserved from from the jump to be in the MCU. They, they yeah, were really... Yeah, they should have been there. They're one of the first people I, there. I think... Um, I, I kind of... 
but I don't know if I want a present day Fantastic Four. I'd like to see him so, go back in time. So here's my thing with with especially now that Phase Four is officially over and Endgame comes out on digital in about two days, which I'm very yeah, excited for. I'm sure. gonna watch the shit out of that. I'm very much not invested into the actual universe itself anymore. The yeah. story I've watched for the last twelve years is officially done. I'm pretty sure. much good on it. Um, the only thing that's piquing my interest is a new Thor movie, which you actually talked about a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. saying you were like a, an original well, character to kind of continue, and Thor's the one because he he fucking blew up with um whatever the la- Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. and it's um, the same director, so that's really good. But seeing who they're casting and seeing who they're bringing to play these new roles, I'm kind of interested to see what the Eternals are all about. To be honest yeah, with you, yeah. obviously, then you got Guardians. Uh, Guardians 3, another Thor movie. Um, you still got, I think, uh, now with, uh, they're doing the Black Widow TV show on Disney Plus. No, they're, they're, doing, they're doing a Black Widow movie. Yeah, full movie. Uh, it's a movie. Well, they're doing um, Scarlet Witch. Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. Witch and Scarlet, then, it's called what? Scarlet Witch and no, Vision? Scarlet and Vision. Or Witch and Vision. WandaVision. WandaVision, yeah. And then there's another one they're doing with Bucky. Yeah. Wonka Vision. Wonka Vision. Yeah, oh my God. So, <laughs> so th- there's a lot of stuff going on Which now. Which way the wind is blowing? <laughs> So there's a lot of hey, different. Hey mom, look, I'm on TV. <laughs> like TV, cunt, cunt. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, um but like I said, picks him up and puts him in his in her purse. <laughs> yeah, he's like she can't grow back to regular. Oh come on. <laughs> All right, Mike. <laughs> um, no, they. What else? You're getting the the uh, Bucky and the uh, uh, Falcon Bucky, and Winter Bucky, Soldier. Falcon, Falcon and Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Um, and Loki, the, a Loki series, which would be great. You know, yeah, so they're they're making all this stuff into TV shows, which I think well, it deserves. Disney too. Plus is going to be cool. And the thing I just announced too is that Disney Plus is going to be available as an add-on to your Hulu subscription. Oh, that's cool. cool. I already have yeah, Hulu. So sick. it'll be, not be the it, oh, first of all, Disney Plus itself is only going to be six ninety nine, mm-hmm. and I think included in Hulu would probably even go down a little bit more. Hulu is very smart for doing that mm-hmm. um, as well. And I mean, obviously, they're going to have the Star Wars series. They've already renewed Mandalorian, even though it hasn't come out yet for another season, which is fucking killer, with Jon Favreau tabbed to return to it. Dude, what a year Favreau's had when you think about it. You know, he was in Avengers, obviously, mm-hmm. small part. He was in Spider-Man, small part. Then he directed Lion King. Yeah. So he was in the three biggest financially successful movies of the year in some way. You know, I, I said that because I, I said that to my That's girlfriend. Crazy. I, I told her, I go, you know, John Favreau's the guy. F- in general. I, I said, you know, you know, John Favreau directed this movie. She's like, who's that? I go, and I pull up Swingers with mm-hmm. Vince, Vince Vaughn. I go, that guy. He's the guy that- get puked on and I love you, man. Yeah. <laughs> I go, th- I go. that's the guy. He directed You're an this- asshole, and- Peter. <laughs> and she's looking at, she's looking I'm like, really? I go, yeah. What other, uh, he goes, The Jungle Book? He was in that. He's, he directed like, he's- The Jungle Book, yeah. He does Oh, so many different things that no one really knows about. It's a, he's been, he was a, he was a, even the little part he had in the Sopranos, telling Chris to fuck himself. Not really, it was great. Yeah, when he took the script and uh, <laughs> he's Chris is doing coke and he wants to hold his gun and Chris just starts fucking with him. <laughs> yeah. dude, that was great. Um, no, Favreau. Just like you said, Disney, the year they've had in general. You got to think they're they have probably the top four grossing movies of 2019 so far. Avengers. Well, you can't count Spider Man. Why is it still Fox it's property? Still a Fox now? property. Sony. Sony. Sony that's what it was. Okay. Right. All right. Let's even remove that. Okay. Avengers, Which I still have mm-hmm. to see. Lion King, mm-hmm. Toy Story, mm-hmm. Aladdin. Well, take, so take those because those right. those couple of movies are doing very well, well financially. No, Pixar, but sure. just look at is Pixar Disney? Disney, yeah, Disney yeah. owns Pixar. Okay, um, that's what's, okay, I don't know why. Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. stunk. Endgame. Aladdin, all three of those yeah, over a billion. Yeah, and over a billion. still have Star Wars coming out this Star year. They're going to have. Think about it. There's only 41 and that's, movies. And Disney Plus is dropping. There's only 41 movies in history that have crossed a billion. And most, not how many adjusted of them are Disney? For, 
Inflation. Inflation. That's 41 movies in the history of fucking movies, and they have four in one do you, year? You do know, though, that the original Avatar is going to pass Avengers again, right? Yeah. Because when the Avatar sequels come out, they're going to re-release Avatar. Absolutely. Oh, and I'm people sure. will go see it. And but then, they do that all the time. Yeah, they'll they'll it's, re-release it's back Avengers. And forth, yeah. You know, now that it's it, they're dealing with all of their own properties at this point, exactly. because now they own Avatar, too. Yeah. So, um, it's like, but, oh, we got, we got to make this one better. Well, yeah. uh, we're just, you're just lining your own pockets. I have, a, I have a little bit of a problem with the tired argument that I see so many film Twitter accounts have that it's bad for the movie industry that Disney is churning out these billion dollar movies and buying up all these. How is it bad? They're making great They're They're making making movies that people want to see. Okay, yeah, they're they're not Oscar contenders. They're not your traditional great films, but they're they're getting people to get out of their house and go to the movies. Today, the comic book movie and the Marvel movies these days are the cur- the present day western. Mm-hmm. When there was west, all movies yeah. used to be for years and years and years was west were westerns. As long as they're making a quality product, I don't care. And even when they don't make a quality product, they make a shit ton of money. Yeah, like the only ones that have lost a significant amount of money in recent memory were the most recent X Men, the most recent Fantastic Four. Even Venom made a fuck ton of money. Mm-hmm. They announced Venom too. They're trying to get Andy Serkis to direct it. That would be cool. I would be and down to be that. honest with you, Venom wasn't terrible. No, it, it was, was fun. It was not as bad as people said it, it was. It was fun. It was entertaining. Yeah. Tom Hardy was hilarious. He like Nick Cage it up, yeah, which you kind of had to do yeah. for this performance. Not like Wickerman Nick Cage, uh, but like but right. like the Rock Nick Cage. I got some other really good stuff. Um, do you? So Ricky Gervais got in hot water this week again for what? And Ricky Gervais, if he is called anything generally, it's a social justice warrior. But and I now mean, he's being called transphobic. So there's this woman going around this week. Uh, her name is Jessica Yanev, I think. She's from Canada. She made the news because she went into a place that does like Brazilian waxes. She's a transgender woman. Okay. She is in the middle of transitioning, which means she still has her man parts, her okay. biological parts she was born with. And she... Just say a dick. We know what you mean. Dick and balls, okay? There we go. Um, she wanted to go get a Brazilian wax, and then when the women that work at the waxing place refused to because they weren't comfortable waxing a man's balls, she said, but I am a woman... You should wax my balls. You're transphobic. So that in itself, we don't even need... I don't even want to talk about that part. Yeah. I want to talk about what Ricky Gervais said. Ricky Gervais says, in today's world, with Me Too being a thing and Time's Up, that whole movement, you're telling me that we have to force women to wax balls even if they're not comfortable. And he's absolutely right. I agree. No one should be forced to do something that they're uncomfortable with. So that ties into how I feel about the women saying no. Well, you, exactly mm-hmm. what you just mm-hmm. said. It's the same thing with a business. If you if you if you want a, pro- a private business, you have the right to serve whoever you want. Sure, that's your sure. Pro- that's your prerogative, right? Yeah. So I take no issue with that. I also have no issue with the same thing of these women not feeling comfortable enough because, listen, some people are just not educated or they just don't feel cool about it, and it's it's like well, and, they don't and, want it thrown in their this, face. This woman said said that I, I believe she said I don't want to say it's definitively, but from what I've gathered from it, because I kept up with the story a little bit, that they offered a man doing it, and she said, "No, I'm a woman. I'm not." comfortable with a man waxing me even though you're waxing balls and also i feel having been waxed before <laughs> i feel like waxing balls is way more complicated than waxing a back yes probably so, so ricky gervais who is truly a very polit- he, he isn't necessarily politically correct but he is on the the side of social justice where uh gay rights tra- he's fought for trans rights uh anti big game hunting or trophy hunting and things like that which is where i agree with him the most i tend to not agree with his approach on religion and things like that um but he is entitled to those opinions in this case i love that he went after this woman this woman's also i actually she went i, I actually respect her 
in some way, in a weird way, because she went on Alex Jones and Infowars and did an interview with Alex Yeesh. about this. Because they also that's found not where, that's not where you want to go to break it was, that. It was hilarious yeah. because one of the things they kept bringing up is that this woman is trying to host a party in Canada, twelve and under, no parents allowed, topless party because it's legal to be topless in Canada. That sets off all the R. Kelly pedo alarms that go on in my head. So we, That's some creepy-ass shit. So people are more pissed at Ricky Gervais than what this woman's trying Correct. to do. Correct. It's just like where if someone gets mugged by a black person and then they use racial slurs because they're angry, they're more mad at the racial slurs than the person that did the mugging. It's, it's kind of goofy. We're more mad about words and actions. And if we're in this world where we're being more aware of how women are approached and handled and how men treat them, they should not be forced into waxing anyone that they don't want to. Man or woman, transgender, animal, don't care child doesn't matter and Ricky Gervais is absolutely right and going after him in this way is completely absurd yeah uh, it's one of those things where you mentioned a couple again you mentioned a couple weeks ago it's like uh, you love when they eat their own mm -hmm. because Ricky Gervais is probably one of the biggest voices inside that community especially when it comes yeah. to like being like pro-vegan against slaughterhouses which is stuff I, I fundamentally he's agree a, with he's not even necessarily a vegan he's a, he's mostly against big game hunting yeah well that well, the that, trophy hunting yeah. he goes after those cocksuckers all the time right and then uh, well this happened a couple years ago when he released a, another special he did. He, uh, they said uh, he didn't like, like. He made fun of fat people too much, because. Oh, fuck him. But because he was fat, he, he lost a lot of weight, and he literally said, "He goes, oh my god, I'm so sick, I'm so sick." Pretending like that he's eating, like insinuating that people who Correct. are fat saying they have an eating disorder, and this. The same exact thing happened. People got pissed that he was making fun of people with eating disorders, which is not exactly what he's doing. He's pointing out the fallacy and the hilariousness of what you say is sick. Absolutely. And what you say is not, what you say is false. So this is another prime example of him just making an observation, not even really saying nothing. Defending women. Defending, Defending women. women, because it's true. Because, it, because in a Me Too movement, it could, also in today's realm, where sometimes people, listen, people take advantage of certain things all the time. It happens everywhere you go. Who knows if this if this woman was just saying she was a woman at that point in time to have so, have someone well, touch if you her look balls? At, if you look you understand at her, what I'm saying? If you look, exactly. And if you look at her in pictures and videos, it looks like a woman, sounds like a man, hasn't fully gotten the sex change yet. And there's some other, but there's all kinds of stuff of her out that people have found in the past of her just calling people transphobic. So she's one of these people that's using it for the news, like the the gay she's couples that have, for the gay minutes. couples that have gone to bakeries specifically looking for the one that declined them service to get in the news because the news runs with it, and the news should just ignore these people. I I, w I wish we could ignore them, but I want to address it because that's what people are talking about. Yeah. Um, uh, so here's another one. I, I just want to look for anything I might have missed this morning. Okay. Newlywed couple dies trying to get to the Into the Wild bus. You know what? Good. Into the Wild? The oh, bus. Oh, they, from tried the movie. Get, they tried getting to the bus from Into the Wild, and they got washed away in a river. Good. I'm glad. They deserve it. Fucking assholes. I, listen, I enjoy your sensitive adventure, but there's a point in time where, like, you, you, you just don't have great instincts. You know, like, if yeah. you're, like, if you're looking at, like, a category, like, a whitewater raft, and you're like, exactly. we got this, we're gonna walk over this log, right? You're not Bear girls. You're not, yep. you're not any of these fucking people. You know, just get, like, why? Like, is it really that, exactly. is it really that important? No, it's not. It's not. Like, especially, it, you just got so married, many, like, you're just starting your life together. There's so many adventurous things you could do that are safe. Like skydiving. You can go bungee no, jumping. No, no. What the fuck did you just say? Skydiving. How many skydiving deaths do you hear about a year? Don't care. If there's one, that's too many. You're jumping out of a perfectly more, good fucking okay, airplane. Okay, stop driving because there's more car accidents that people get killed in than there are skydiving Good. Accidents. I don't care. I understand it's irrational. Don't give a shit. Nah. It's, see, this is your problem. You think that because something is scary, it means it's dangerous. Yes, it's exactly what it is. But it's not true. Roller coasters are safer than driving. Flying safer than driving. Oh, yeah? Go... Being, a, being no the flying thing I the flying thing I completely agree with I 
used to so, can't stand flying. Like, now I'm good. But the whole point of the idea of going on something that is an adrenaline rush is because the odds are the odds greatly show that you're safer doing these things than the things you do daily. Probably. You're more likely to fall and die in the shower than you are to die on a roller coaster or skydiving. That's fine. Factually. I'll take my chances. Factually. I will because, take my chances. But I, that's like when you say, oh, uh, horror movies, why do you want to be scared? Because I know I can't... That's even crazier to me because nothing in the movie is going to fucking kill me. It can't happen. It can't happen. It, it, it's you're be, th- That's not why I like horror is because it's the feeling of being scared with no repercussions whatsoever. Yeah, but like I don't like that scared feeling at all. I can't stand but you that just, shit. You get scared, you go jerk off, you feel better. That's literally if I get scared by a movie, I jerk off and yeah, then I feel good. It's hard not to fall asleep after a good nut. Yeah, exactly. I, I I'm gonna take a nap right after. I've nutted <laughs> twice during the show. I did just find some news about the twice twice. When um, speaking of twice, I just found out some news about it. Chapter two. Yes, it's gonna be a full thirty minutes longer than the first one. So. Um, Two and a half, then, or uh, it's actually only seventeen minutes shorter than Avengers Endgame, so it's a two-hour and forty-five-minute movie. That's a long movie. Yeah, dude. I'm actually that's the way it should. That'd be. be cool. That'd be really cool, well, especially with the second chapter, because I want to know, like, because you got to dive into where the kids went, what Correct. they did. You know Correct. what I mean? So uh, that makes sense. Let that's me pretty see cool. if I can find any other good news. I have other stuff written down, but I just haven't checked this in a while. Um, we're getting an "I Know What You Did Last Summer" series. I don't uh, care. I don't know why. You know what? You know what's? You know what stunk, and I was actually really into. It. I don't think they did it anymore. When they did a wet hot American, wet hot American summer uh, TV show yeah, they, that was on good, Netflix. Actually. I liked it a lot because they brought the whole cast back um, outside oh, Tom, of like Bradley Tom, Cooper. Tom Brady was in hot water this week. Okay, please, let's, let's talk about this because it pissed me the fuck it off. It pissed me the fuck off. He was on Especially vacation with his Gio family talking about it. and he went cliff diving with his daughter and his daughter was, he did like one, two, three jump and then he jumped and his daughter like didn't jump right away so she came down awkwardly and she was fine and everyone's like, oh, that's uh, that's abusive. It's dangerous. Calling, calling Tom a bad parent. Again, so putting, putting his child in danger. Danger. This if you watch the video, dude, it's maybe six feet, which sucks. If you land awkwardly in water, no, it wasn't that high. It Let wasn't really that high. Video right now. For, for, for a kid that young to jump more than ten feet, that's even that is kind of, would be a little more on the dangerous side. Even if she he did jump with her, um, especially the way she landed being that awkward. There's no way that's higher than ten feet. No, oh, no way. that is only like six feet. Yeah, that's dude, maybe eight. Maybe dude, eight there's feet. no way that's ten feet. No, maybe any eight feet. a grown man lands like that ten feet. That shit hurts. But I. Again, she didn't get hurt. So who gives a fuck? No, it's because people... Who gives listen, a fuck? You're going to get a lot of people who just genuinely hate the Patriots, therefore hate Tom Brady, no matter well, what he does, sucks just everyone thinking that they could tell other people how to police their parents. That's, or their or children, police their, their police, children. Police their kids or tell, yeah. tell them how to be parents. And Correct. I, Did you see the Army Hammer thing? I saw him wait, trending, what happened, but I don't the, know what, why. What happened, what happened? What happened with but, Army but, Hammer? Wait, wait, okay, look wait, it up. Before, okay, let me okay, find so before, it so, All right, so it's it's one of the things... So I'd say, but before you do that, just the last thing, just people need to just... Listen, a lot of people hate this shit because it's Tom Brady. I understand. This isn't football season. He's an actual person. He's on vacation with his gorgeous wife and his kids. He's got a great family. He's a, genuinely a good dude. Outside of football, fuck him, right? So stop taking it upon yourself to tell someone else how to raise their children because, quite frankly, a lot of people that tell people how to raise their children correctly don't have children of their own or have children that hate themselves yeah, or that, exactly. that hate that hate their exactly. parents. Tom Brady. So, I, I have a right to hate Tom Brady as much as anyone. He's in your division. You play him and twice Josh a year. Josh does too. I do too. He beats me in the AFC title game half the time. Yeah, but you didn't. Your team didn't blow a twenty-eight three lead in the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of worn out on that joke, even though it's funny. No, uh, but I'm, at the I same time, well, just because you know what? Because he has clips of the Jacoby Jones thing in the fucking playoffs, yeah, and I have to relive Super that. Bowl after that. The Falcons still haven't won a Super Bowl. You know what sucks is that the year before that happened, and the next year we lose in the Super Bowl. That was cool. Fucking hell. All right, so here's the Army Hammer thing. 
Yeah, so what so happened? I just pulled up the video. I guess this was pulled from his Instagram story. Okay. And I'm just going to show you the picture. Can you describe the picture, Taylor? So it looks like... Is that his son? That's his son. So it looks like his son, and it looks like he's trying to eat his foot. Like he just has his toes in his mouth. Put it to the microphone. <laughs> so it's it's his wife recording him. And it's, uh, it's, it's, what, it's so the, the opening shot is it's a young boy, probably about a year and a half, maybe two. Young, young kid. Um, and he has the Army Hammer's foot in his mouth. The video plays, and it's Army Hammer and his wife laughing and saying, "This has been going on for seven minutes," where the kid's like biting and sucking, licking his dad's toes. And now people are calling him a pedophile. I'm assuming, Josh. So, yeah. So okay. Get the fuck so, out of so, here. So so real Get quick. The fuck so out this here. is the same guy. Not too long ago, that was saying he understands where white privilege comes from, and he has white privilege. Remember this? Sure. Yeah. That's this is this very same guy. Yeah, we talked about that on the Winklevoss twins. Mm -hmm. I've seen that, dude. That's just a silly thing. His his son, his son does. That's how little kids are with their mom. They go up and they grab their mom's boobs, like they poke, they punch their dad in the balls, like like it's 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 funny little kid shit. Like he's a toddler. Yeah, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He doesn't know what he's doing. He thinks it's funny. Like these fucking weirdos, these fucking weirdo liberal cocksuckers are making this sexual thing because it's probably their own perverted fucking fantasy. Because like, because they can't look at anything with children at anything but sexual. It's so fucking creepy. And I don't even Josh knows. I do not even like Army Hammer. But he's gotten fucked over so hard in so many fucking ways. And now people going after this. Why? It's him and his. Fucking kid. Dude, he's just trying to enjoy his it Sunday afternoon. You know, like people, people are so obsessed with these celebrities and everything that they do that they have to like, you know, follow every single thing yeah, they course. do on social media. We're a celebrity call out obsessed where culture. Right where it's wrong. I mean, we're talking like about a couple, him, sure, of, a couple maybe two months ago. Like, uh, the Rock posted a video with him and his daughter in their swimming pool, and people Who, were freaking Brock? out that. Um, no, Rock. The Rock. Oh, I thought you said Rock. Oh, the no, Rock. Rock. Oh, okay. Um, him and his daughter in the swimming pool, and she didn't have a top on, and people were saying that it's objective. Two. What you don't put a bikini on a two-year-old? Yeah, unless you're trying like that's sexualizing a kid when you put a bikini because it's supposed to look like revealing. Dude, it it's just, a two-year-old. It, dude. Ju- it just shows the insecurity and so the inadequacies of everyone else be, pointing out some be, shit. This like would be that. a weird video if his kid was on the floor and he just came up and said, "Lick my toes." But it was just his kid coming up and started fucking doing that. Kids are fucking weird. That's what they do. They don't <sighs> understand things. And this kid in ten years is going to be like, he's going to bring over his first girlfriend and they'll be like, "Hey, let's watch a video." when you were licking your dad's toes. She's three. A three-year-old girl. It's fucking goofy. It's just a guy, the kid that loves his dad. Like, I've heard that. I've seen, well, especially the the Rock thing. Like, the Rock thing is so fucking stupid because you you cannot ask for a nicer guy that does everything for everyone else and makes a shitload of money and has fun while he does it. The fact that people want to attack the Rock... The Rock is the only celebrity I will stand in solidarity and say he is a good fucking yeah, dude. The Rock, I, the Rock is a megastar that does everything right. You yeah, can't that's say what I'm that saying. He's about con- a lot the of people. Only, the most controversy ever been involved with The Rock was the I Quit match with Mick Foley when he was only supposed to hit him with the chair six times and he hit him like fourteen. Isn't that like, isn't that like the Beyond the Mat thing where like yeah, Mick yeah. Foley's daughters well, with, he, is with his fucking wife with and Noelle kids? and Dewey? Oh, Jesus. I like Noelle Foley. Remember we saw she's Noelle a nice, at uh, WrestleMania? She's smart too. She's a very smart girl. She's smart in a lot of different areas too. Nice. Is she smart? She's you never seen her? Yes. Yeah, we saw her at WrestleMania That's Access. Right. Yeah, we just kind of stood there like, hey. <laughs> yeah, we all stopped. <laughs> hey. And, uh, the, uh, and the, the cool thing about her is that her boyfriend is like like us, just like a nerd. Yeah. yeah. nerd. Man, she must have some... Although someone kind of ruined no, it for me. No, finish that sentence. Because I forgot what I was going to say. She's very curvy, but then someone goes, she's got the same ass as Mick Foley. <laughs> and I looked at it, I was like, oh, she's got her dad's butt. <laughs> so do I want to fuck or eat Mick Foley's ass? I mean... <laughs> 
depends on who you ask. Do I? Do you? Um, okay, I think, so I, I, I kind of think here's do. a good story. Do this you? is going back to celebrities doing weird things. Diddy has a new girlfriend. Okay. Uh, she's 22. A little weird. Look up how old Diddy is really quick. That's so, not as weird as Dane Cook's so, 19-year-old girlfriend. So, yeah, that's a little weird, too. So, Diddy, how old would you think he is? Probably, he's got to be like 51, maybe 47 at the youngest at this point. Well, how Josh? Old, well, 49. 49, okay. I was about to ask, how old was he during like the B.I.G. 92, 93, 94? I don't know, I'm not going like, like, like to math, but you'd have to think he was like 24. So, he's 49. Right. He's dating a 22-year-old. Little weird, right? Little weird. Yeah, a little on the weirder side, okay, for sure. I'm going to add a little bit more layers of weird onto it. Layers. This girl is the daughter of Steve Harvey. <laughs> Steve Harvey and... Steve Harvey. And the Steve Harvey. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So Steve Harvey and uh, P. Diddy, they're like boys, aren't they? Well, Oh, this, this, has, this has layers. This is where it's going to get even weirder. Onions have layers? This girl, her ex-boyfriend, is Diddy's son. Okay, now it's weird. <laughs> now, okay, so it was like the age gap is like one of those things it's where creepy. it's like... It's a little uh, creepy, but it's but, legal. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I'm not them, good for them if they're happy. It's legal. The, Ste- do it. the Steve Harvey daughter is weird because Steve Harvey is a little bit older than Diddy, and then finding out it's his son's, son's ex... ex. Uh, what? what? Okay, so this kid is getting cuckolded by his father. Uh, yeah, like, I, like, uh, so what? What's what come golds for life? <laughs> she ain't going uh, nowhere. Every cut, oh, it's like every, <laughs> every cuck, cuck you, you take. take. <laughs> like you do the fucking. What so other ones stupid. can you do? Uh, Just, uh, what, uh, wait, oh no, so it's you gotta do something with cuckolding, baby. <laughs> yeah, you gotta do something with like, uh, what was it? It's like more money, more problems yeah. or something. The more cuckolds we come across, the more, the more cum that she takes. The more, the, the more <laughs> cum that she sees. Yeah, dude. That is some weird fucking shit. It is a little over the top, but I mean, like, it's one of those things, like, if they're happy, they're happy. Good for yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, we don't know the dynamics like, of it. Maybe it was something where he just hooked up with her once. The, and sun, the sun thing is weird. That's the weird part. Dude, the age isn't nearly as weird as that. I can't stand Diddy. He is one of the most, actually, I have a friend no, I still have boy he, records. I, I have I have a friend that used to work for Diddy. He was one of his chefs at really? his place. No shit. And he said that he is the biggest phony in the world. He's got all of Biggie's shit just in boxes in his garage. He would badmouth Biggie apparently and say, I'm sick of people saying that I only got famous because of him. Well he did. And he treated everyone like garbage. Cameras come on got dolphin teeth. <laughs> I, I will. He was one of. The, he was very funny and get him to the Greek. But now that oh, you say that, I, I would. Get him to the Greek. I would think get him to the Greek is more him than what he his I actual public persona oh, is. No, he was hilarious and get him to the Greek. No, I'm, I'm saying like how he's just like a cutthroat. Like yeah, a, yeah. sixteen thousand units. I want to fuck your bitch. I want to scratch that bitch. itch. Yeah, Fucking dude. Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll was great in it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So here's a good one. Uh, Kanye West is interested in having a biopic made about him. They are doing a Showtime series. Biopic? It's to be, yeah, that's supposed to be like oh. use, loosely li- based on him. Okay. But he wants to actually have a movie made about him, and he met with someone who he wants to play him in the movie. Can I guess who it is? Guess. <sighs> Mahershala Ali. Okay, Josh, do you have any guesses, or do you know the answer? Um, Take a guess. You're terrible when I ask you to guess. So that, so that means I'm wrong. Yes. O.J. Simpson. <laughs> okay, the answer, who he met with. He flew down to this person's house. Danny McBride. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Okay, so this is my thought that would never go over. Mm-mm. He's a kid, ain't doing Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. But what I was thinking is what if the actual approach was like an eastbound and down kind of thing? I was going to say, like, the same thing, but instead of making him black, just keep him as he Dude, is. because 
yeah, he's like he was a white rapper that got famous, and he's like does he's a little out there. Yeah, because that new Vice Principles is really funny. Eastbound and Down was great, and that new one that he has coming out, McBride, that looks awesome. What's it called? Um, the I, I don't remember. John Goodman's in it too, where they're like a tell um like a, a religious programming thing, but they're just taking money from people. <laughs> it's like a cult. That almost. is going to be fucking hilarious. I don't even know. I got to find out when that that debuts. I'm I'm, already look, I'm looking it up right now. Danny McBride is one of those people. Where I will the Righteous Gemstones. Okay, when does that start? Let's I believe find out. that starts the Righteous Gemstones. That st- yeah, he's in like a suit and shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't say when it's gonna premiere yet. Let's but. see the Righteous Gemstones. Yeah, John Go- Yo, John Goodman and Adam Devine are in it. Adam's actually pretty funny. He hasn't been that funny since uh, Workaholics, but he, he's he's got some yeah, pretty he's funny one of those things. things. I like him. Oh, it debuts August eighteenth. He actually he actually had a pretty funny. St- he did, he just really stand up on Netflix. It's I like pretty funny. It's perfect. Pitch, per- Pitch Perfect was fine. I was surprised when I saw Pitch Perfect. How much you liked it? That I didn't hate it. I liked it. I was like, all right, you know what? This isn't that bad. I was well, like, this is actually kind of clever and well done. And well, I, I love Anna Kendrick. I would say, I, I have a crush on Anna Kendrick, yeah, for sure. she's like cute she, and like bobblehead. She's and, also hilarious Twitter Twitter. She follow. is very she's funny because great. she's very um, self-deprecating yeah. as well. Um, okay, in other outrage news this week. Oh, they great. Dropped, they dropped another trailer. They dropped a trailer for the uh, life story of Harriet Tubman. Uh, Harriet Tubman obviously led the Underground Railroad or was a huge part of it. She's going to be put on the twenty. Is it the twenty dollar bill in the next few years? Yes, twenty. There's going to. I don't know. If is that t- true? Yeah, she's going to be on the twenty dollar bill. Okay. Um, which you know, I love people being outraged about that. Whatever. I it's a twenty dollar bill. It's still worth the same thing. Who, do you ever care about that much? Who the president is on it? So the movie trailer came out. I didn't even watch it because it's not something I'll probably see. Um, and if I, if it's nominated for Oscars, I'll watch it at a principal. But it's not anything I'm going to rush for. And then I see the social justice warriors going after this movie. Is there, is there a casting for Harriet Tubman? Yeah, the, the, the woman who's in it, I'm not really familiar with her. Is um, it like a, like a bit of a no-name kind of thing? I don't know. I don't think she's a no-name. She's been in things. She, she has been, been in things. Been in things. Yeah. She, and she's obviously an African, uh, a black woman. She's a yeah, Brit- you can't say African-American anymore. Um, she's a black woman. A person Even of color. Said it. A person of color. Yeah. Okay? Want to know why people are outraged? Why? Because she's British. Uh, British people are sometimes the best actors. What is the fuck? Well, what's your deal? They're, they're saying it's cultural appropriation because it was. It's what? a story about one of the, arguably the most important African American woman of all time, and it's important that if African American takes that role, shut up, please. That's that's, that's so ridiculous, dude. It, that's the thing that I I still just can't fucking grasp that. It, it, how come they've never complained about historical... Like, dude, uh, Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves and it was a British guy that played him. Why weren't they complaining that it wasn't an American guy? I, like, it just... Uh, like, why? Like, why do you... Like, why do you have to have a problem with it? What is... What is... Like, it's not going what, on in your life that what, you have to take a stand on something that and, holds no and weight. They're being outraged about it, and it's not for any purpose other than how their own feelings. Because if they did cast an African-American woman, and you could have probably got, you know, Lapita Noango from Us and 12 Years a Slave. Which would have been cool. She would have been fine. Um, if you go back even further, she doesn't really act anymore, but she was in The Color Purple. Oprah Winfrey probably could have played it. There's Whoopi Goldberg in the past. Oscar winner for Ghost could have played it. I don't know any other black actresses. Uh, well, I was well, I was gonna say <laughs> just well, comedic well, ones. Just from looking Monique, her, Monique's an Oscar winner. Well, like, ju- just from looking her up, she really hasn't been in anything big other than uh, Bad Times at the El Royale, which I haven't even seen. Not a bad it's movie. Good. It's good. It's, it's I, good. It wasn't bad. It was like a cheap Tarantino well, type. Well, be, movie, because I would say. yeah, it says like she, like she was doing a little couple TV things. She really didn't like hit anything till like 2018. She did Widows, Bad Times at El Royale. Yes, Widows Broad, is where I know and her from. Broad City. Widows was actually a dope ass movie. You know a movie I just watched recently, and I was surprised at how much I liked. 
liked it. You know, a lot of people didn't like it that much. Killing Them Softly. Killing Them Softly was pretty good. Brad Pitt, and it, honestly, just my heart hurt a little bit seeing Gandolfini in it. And I was yeah, like, dude, that's like I was oh, watching True man. Romance recently, and he's oh, in that. stop! I love True Romance. You know what? Another dude, movie, ten dollars on iTunes. It's a great fucking Fuck movie. Yeah, dude. I did watch another movie this week. I forgot. We were just talking about it in the show. I actually texted you about it. I watched that um, Long Shot with Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. I was going to ask you about that, dude. It because was really it's good. It's one of those times where you text me and I just oh, okay. There was I just a don't part. Answer. There were some parts in it. First off, I was shocked at the chemistry between Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. And the premise of the movie is actually they pretty were, funny. They were Be- in something else, though, before that. I'm almost positive. Not that I'm... A, maybe. I, I don't know. I'm almost positive they were because I think I think they worked on a movie where he was like the producer. And I think maybe there's something like that. Was. But Charlize so, Theron is really well, funny, She's too. insanely beautiful, naturally, as oh well. Oh, my God. Um, so the premise of the movie is that Charlize Theron plays the Secretary of the State for the whole country. Bob Odenkirk is the president, and they come already in. And Bob, I'm already and in. Bob Odenkirk, he's very, he's in it very little, but yeah. his president. It's supposed to be kind of like a com. His presidency is supposed to be like the reality. T- he was like an actor that so, became so, president. So is he like? Is he like? Does he play a little Saul? Yeah, no, he just plays a guy that's more interested in being a celebrity. Well, that's what it, right. Yeah, right, right, and right. Um, she ends up deciding she wants to run for president, and she runs into Seth Rogen at this thing that Ice Cube's son is in it that he brings Seth Rogen to. Okay, and it, it's revealed that her character used to babysit Seth Rogen when they were in when she he was very young and she was in high school. That's pretty cool. And he was like in love with her back then, and then she he Seth Rogen's character writes for like a uh, very liberal news agency. Like, it's like a TMZ. Yeah, Andy Circus is also in this. He plays like the owner of like a. Breitbart, like a very ultra conservative uh, news media, like yeah, right. Fox News kind of thing. So, um, Seth Rogen ends up getting hired by Shirley Theron to be his her uh, speechwriter, and then it's like just weird things. It was very, I was very surprised at how funny it was, and then the commentary they bring in about how he gets into a fight with his best friend because he's super liberal and he finds out his best friend Ice Cube's son is a Republican and also a Christian, and he's like, "I never told you because I knew you'd react like this, and it doesn't matter in our friendship." And now you're acting all pissed. That's like, pretty. Funny. Facts. That's true. I was really surprised at how funny it was. Because I'm gonna, that's when I want to watch. Rogan's one of these guys. I'll watch almost any comedy he does. Yeah. Because he makes me laugh my ass off naturally. And then there were just so many little. There was some dialogue in it that had me fucking crying laughing. Really? That good? There's a part where he's like walking down the street. Someone goes, "Hey, it's the cum guy." <laughs> I won't even, calling him the cum guy made me crack up. I actually there was a preview on a YouTube video I was watching this morning, and it was like he was going through uh he was going through like customs or something in the airport, and it's like I have a prescription for that bag no, of pot. No, that, that was that was um when he was going to meet her for the first time, and oh, like he was it's like I have, prescri- I have a prescription for this and this, and it's like pot, Vicodin pills, Molly, Molly, and then a, then another blunt and all this stuff. He's like I got a prescription for all this, and then now he goes, that's, where it he goes that's my prescription marijuana in uh, vapor form. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it was the, the part that made me laugh the hardest. There was some part where he was trying to make an analogy relating to sports teams and he goes and you don't even realize it but the other team hit a home run into the end zone <laughs> like he's just because he's just super liberal doesn't know sports yeah. had me cracking up it was a really good movie I was very surprised that's at how much I, want, I liked that's it that's one I want to watch I can't wait for um, that that's okay so a couple more things okay. um uh, Saudi Arabia has requested some more WWE superstars to appear at the next Saudi Arabia show. Did they? This time they have asked for Eddie Guerrero, Big Boss Man, and Macho Man, and Miss Elizabeth. All of them dead. <laughs> what like, the fuck? The best was the first time they did it, they demanded to have Yokozuna. So what Vince did was just get some well-known sumo wrestler <laughs> and brought him in. Didn't say he was Yoko, but ah, same difference. But they've asked for like Warrior and shit. 
what? Like, I, I really almost hope they did, like, a fake Razor, fake Diesel kind of thing for it. That would be really fucking killer. So, so like, if Yokozuna came out, did they have to find out with someone else to play, like, Mr. Fuji, too? You'd have to, because he's also dead. <laughs> Dude, I was with some people last night, and the conversation got really weird, because it got into the, um, the subject of uh, women having big clits. Okay, so how 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 did we get there? Because someone was someone said that they wish they had a bigger clit. One of the girls said this, and then the other girls like, "What do you mean? Is there, are there big clits?" And I said, "Yeah." Just, <laughs> and oh, I was like, oh, I see where you're going. I said, "There's really big clits." And then I was like, "China." She's like, "Oh, I remember China from like celebrity rehab and shit like that." Not even like, a wrestler, celebrity rehab. Yeah, no, that's not where they knew him. And I was like, "Yeah, China." He's like, "How do you even know she had a big clit?" I was like, "Well, she did an amateur sex tape and she was in some real porn. The original one was called One Night in China." And I'm like, "What what happened to?" like well she could suck a mean dick and i go well not anymore and they're like well, what do you mean i'm like she's dead oh why you said not anymore i'm like yeah you guys didn't even know she's dead don't act upset about my she's dead joke then it's like she died when i was still living with you <laughs> we were still yeah she was dead for a while she's been dead for like three years and yeah it was like yeah she was dating Vern troyer for a little while he can't get his no. dick sucked anymore was that true yeah they were hooking up for a bit Jesus. i go well he can't get his dick sucked anymore they go Vern Troyer's dead? So then one of the girls we're with that was like said that she wished she had a bigger clit starts pulling up pictures of big clits. Oh, great. And awesome. then you look at some of them, and they truly look just like an undersized cock. Yeah. And then she's like, I know some people that have big clits, and she won't tell me who. I'm like, I need to know now. So now I'm just going to be messaging people. I need to confirm your clit size. You know, there's, there's certain things... People on a scale just, of one to thumb. There's there's certain things that people just shouldn't tell you, and that's one of them. I, like, I mean, oh, I, I, I know there's the fact that they claim that oh, I know someone with a big clit, and then you and then you go who, and they go oh, I don't want to tell. Yeah, you so can't naturally, say that without telling me the fucking answer. That's what I'm saying. Um, spe- I, specifically you. Yeah, I, I want to know these things, and it's not that I necessarily want to see this person's clip, but I'm interested to know, just like I want to know if one of my friends has a gigantic hog, and I want to know if they have a small hog. I'm interested in these things. I want to know if they have hemorrhoids. It's just things I want to know. Taylor, you, we've talked about this. You've seen my dick how many times? A lot. Countless. He asks me regularly to send him a dick pic, That's and I have to true. say no most of the time. Josh, confirm. You can't confirm because no, you. I can't confirm. He's not I'm denying sorry. either. Though. I'm gonna. I, I have to side with Taylor. Yeah, he's every taking now and the fifth. Then. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, he. But, just, okay, just but he like, hasn't looked away from my dick every time. That's true. That yeah, I can see? confirm. Because after he likes it. <laughs> after a certain amount of time, I just look at. Him, I'm like, dude, could you put that fucking thing away? Like, I'm so desensitized <laughs> my, my to it time now. Still, it was when we were still living together, and it was Easter. I remember you know, this vividly. You know, when you tell people we live together now, I saw your dick a lot. It doesn't really paint a great, a great of a picture, dude. They painted a good one on your face. So this was like. Get it? <laughs> so this I'm just story, listening. I'm gonna now. tell this story. So this was Easter Sunday, and um, I it? had gotten home before Taylor. The holy day. It was the holy day. Christ had risen, and so had my boner. <laughs> and so I um I got home before Taylor, and then he's like, "I'll be home in five. And I'm like, "All right." So I go to the top of the stairs, um, and I see his car pull in. And what I do is I just stand there and I pull out my dick and balls, and I just hold them in my hand, like underneath my balls, like cusp them. And I'm waiting for Taylor to come in, and he didn't. He was like on his phone in his car, like texting someone or looking at a video. So I'm standing there with my sweaty balls in my hand for ten minutes, and then he walks in the door ten minutes later, sees it, and he's like, "Oh, dude, come on!" I'm like, "Dude, you sat in your car for ten minutes. I've been standing here for ten minutes with my balls in my hand, and my hands smell like ball sweat now." And he goes, "Oh, I'm sorry." <laughs> I did apologize. Why did I you did apologize? apologize? I don't know. I just instinctually apologized because I made you wait. I'm sorry. I sat in gum. <laughs> but, uh, I liked the one time we were hanging out and Kaluchi was there. And I looked at you and was like, yo, 
I'm going to go in the bathroom and send Colucci a picture of my butthole. And I got into the bathroom. I laid on the floor on my back, put my legs in the air, and just took a selfie, which is my open butthole. And I sent it to Colucci as he was sitting three feet from me. Yeah. But that, that's, <laughs> he saved it. No, but like that that goes into like every like you let you let Dan know something that like you wouldn't want normal people yeah, to know like about you. Yeah, people squirm. So naturally, when Dan finds out about our friend who had... Who had you know one less? They, oh yeah! You, you just screamed out in a bar. Oh, we were in a bar. Yeah, we're in a I bar. I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to see his But balls. he he pre proclaimed in front of an entire packed bar for an Anderson Silva Nick D, Nick Diaz fight. Yeah, right. Drunk. Maybe before the, the Seahawks Patriots Super Bowl. Yeah, I remember it was Colucci's birthday actually. It was, and I screamed, "I want to see his balls." We were at Miller. No, Mi- no, Miller's Ale House. You know how I remember that too because he took tequila shots that night, and I have I have that picture, and we saw that huge brawl. We saw a fight on TV. And the fight outside was more was better than. Oh the yeah, fight. the fight outside was like thirty people, including security. And like, dude, out of control. So like, I'm drunk, and every time I see something like that, Dan just goes, "Yo, there's a brawl." And I look outside, people are fucking throwing haymakers, and I just, and I just go with a drink in my hand. Yo, let's go watch. And I just go outside. <laughs> yeah, dude, I so I'm standing, there, I'm standing out there with a drink. These people are fucking swinging. Next thing, people are flying in the cars and they're driving away. Cops pull in, and I look at Dan and go, "I'm way too drunk to stand here right now." To get question, I'm gonna go over there. Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> oh, here actually, here's an- another interesting one. Um, in Berkeley. California, they will no longer be calling manholes manhole. I was gonna go to Berkeley. I was gonna go to Berkeley. They're not calling manholes manholes anymore because they're, they're, they're not Josh. they're not gender inclusive. So they can't call them manholes what do you anymore. Call them people holes. I, I it's something weird. It's just like um uh, ground shaft. <laughs> stupid, stupid holes. It's uh, manholes really. That we're going after what? anything with the word man in it. No, because it's not gender inclusive. It's not gender because it's about Okay, so I may come off as a dickhead right about now, but no. I'm gonna say it like this. So is a woman gonna pick up a manhole? No. They're weak. They're feeble. They're useless. So what the fuck? <laughs> what are we talking about then? The landlord last night she was asking when we're out we're with these people. She they're like, Name one thing you like about me. I'm like, in the summer, dinner's good. <laughs> she cleans the house. She does the laundry and she's like you're right. I do all those things in the summer. Yeah. Um, oh, another big piece of news that was announced this week. We're an awesome, 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 epic fight announced. Donald Cerrone versus Justin Gaethje. Gaethje. You want to talk about two people that are going to go in there and just, just throw? Wait, oh, it's going to be fun. I, I actually think Cerrone will win this one because when he can think it out, he won't get goaded into brawling with him, and as long as he doesn't get clipped, we've seen too many times now where well, Gaethje gets just picked apart. I was on the Gaethje hype train when he knocked out Michael Johnson his yeah, first fight because he really fucking took it to him. I still love the guy. He's fun to watch. I think he's a better Forrest Griffin, in my opinion, because he's just a brawler, but he's better yeah, well, technically. Forrest didn't have big knockout power. Forrest was one of these guys that was he good. Grind ev- you out. He was good everywhere, but not great anywhere. But I'm saying he was like a brawler, yeah, so like if correct. he just went for it, he went for it. And that's but that's all Gaethje's game plan. He's he's a high class. Wrestler. Very good wrestler, big punching power, now, very durable, but he has been knocked out because he well, takes so much punishment. I was going to say, so the one thing that scares me with this, because Cerrone has like laser laser focus on his punches, is that Cerrone could catch him in the right spot and get, knock him out. Sure. Also because Gaethje is susceptible to taking big shots mm-hmm. and still coming forward, but... Cerrone has such high, like such like intense power that he could overpower and him because Cerrone, it took Eddie Alvarez four sure. rounds. Are the Mets really abs- about to blow this fucking game? Yes, they, they are. They were just up eight three, and now it's eight seven with one out in the ninth. Yep, uh-huh. he's pitching the ninth. 
Oh, Diaz know. is in, so he's given up one. Oh, Tyler Bachelor gave up three. So it's not even entirely on Diaz right now. No, not right but, now. He but, gave up a solo home yeah. run. No, but what I'm, what I'm, uh, basically what Sorry, I'm saying is, is that because like it took Eddie Alvarez almost three and a half, yeah. four rounds to get that on him. And but, Eddie Alvarez has more pure knockout power than Donald Cerrone does. Right, but what I'm saying is like th- as far as with punches, I've learned in watching this sport for so long now, sometimes mm-hmm. if you just hit the right spot with enough power, that's enough yeah, to well, turn the lights Especially off. when you're a guy like Cerrone, and it's very similar to Max Holloway, who Max Holloway doesn't have big knockout power. It's an accumulation thing yeah. where they just do- build it up over time, and the kicks are going to be Justin's biggest problem in this fight. Yep. If Cerrone starts piecing him apart with well, kicks from the, the outside. Uh, this, the same thing happened. Eddie Alvarez lit, uh, lit, his, uh, lit yep, his legs exactly, up in the last fight. Exactly. And I, I remember because you couldn't watch that fight, and I texted yeah, you about correct. it. That was a fucking war. Right. Speaking, um, of, speaking of fights, so this this upcoming weekend is going to be Colby Covington versus Robbie Lawler, and mm-hmm. I'm very excited and about it. you're going, it. right? I'm, yeah, you got your ticket? Yes, yeah, Spooner and I are going. Cool. Just you two? Uh well uh I think my my other buddy Bobby and, and his buddy Kevin are gonna meet us there so okay. I think that'll be fun um because the girlfriend's away next weekend she's going to a wedding in Virginia I said I'll set this one out after going to two straight nice. and um so I'm very excited to that I really want to see Robbie just 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 knock the shit out of Colby Covington I'm not a great fan I respect his fight game I just don't like that I, fake oh it's so cringe it's when Michael Bisbing tore him apart on national TV. A genuine shit talker just tore this fucking idiot and he apart. And when you didn't have time to make up lines, couldn't figure it out. Exactly. Dude. It just uh, he annoys the shit out of me. me. Too. And I and I hope Ro- I hope Robbie just really takes it to him. Unfortunately, I think Colby's gonna d- dominate him more or less. Really, you think he's gonna dominate? Yeah, Why I is that? I think his style is the kind that's always given Robbie problems, where it's constant. He can Colby Covington can go five rounds at a hard pace. His style is very similar to a Chael Sonnen's, where he's in your face, he presses you down, he takes you down, he pitter patters, he just dominates you. He's constantly and grinds com- you out. He's constantly pushing now, forward. Robbie too. is a very good wrestler himself with phenomenal takedown defense, but this is the kind of matchup where if Robbie can't keep him his back off the cage. I question Robbie's fight IQ. Right. Um, and I think that's going to be the problem. So I think Colby's going to end up winning a decision. Mm. I'm bummed I won't be there. You guys are going to get to... I think you're going to get to see Taylor and Aaron. I don't know if you've talked to any of them yet. I haven't. I know you you mentioned that you were going to see them. Did they just win it? Yeah, they okay, just won cool. it, thankfully. Um, um, I, I was going to... I, was, I, I heard through the grapevine that you were maybe going to go down a night and say yeah, what's up. Yeah, I'm I'll message them this week and see if they're when they're going to be around Friday. Yeah. Um, I mean, if anything, I might roll with you for that. Yeah, yeah, you know definitely. I mean? But that would be I'm, it. Maybe at my office, we can go from there. Yeah. Um, all right, let's do last word. Who wants to go first? Um, who went first last? I don't even remember. I don't even want to be asked anymore. Uh, nose goes. So Josh, Josh, you go again. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I recently started reading a book. And oh, dude, Cat in the Hat. It's a great book. Yeah. Okay. Congrats. So this book. Uh, read the I Harry Potter book. Uh. <laughs> I didn't say it. No, Josh said it earlier. <laughs> no, I didn't Randall say it. I played, it. You uh, let Randall someone else said say it. it. Randall <laughs> said it. Um, okay, so I started reading a book recently, a book that uh, I had heard about uh, a long, long time ago, and to my knowledge, I uh, thought it was never released, but it turns out it was released. The, the Bible. War and um, Peace. So I'm going to read to you, and it's uh, the book was written by a frequent subject of discussion on the show. Uh, so it? I'm going to read you a passage I'm, of this book, and it's I'm not part of the actual book, it's part of the foreword where the okay. person who helped write and edit the book is explaining their experiences with this person. Is it Jim Norton's foreword and Anthony Cumia's book? Because that's hilarious. That, uh, now that we were done with the worst of it, or as done as we were going to be, the subject, I'll call him that, became suddenly more valuable. He provided details about the drive home, for example, and actually corrected me when I said I thought he'd driven through the, re- the red light at Bundy in Montana. I didn't go to the light at Montana. Why would I have gone there? I took a left at the end of the alley and so went Jay up. So, Jay Simpson, this is if I did it. 
I took a left at the end of the alley and went up Gretna Green to San Vicente and from there to Sunset. And he must have seen the look at my face because he said, well, that's the way I would have gone. Why are you taking video of me? Fuck you. No, I'm just saying. I agree with, uh, with Taylor. Taylor? Taylor. Taylor didn't say anything. Yeah, but he's recording you, so I agree with him. Oh, okay, fair enough. Because you're a cunt. Um, you're reading O.J. Simpson's I If I Did It. I am reading O.J. Simpson's If I Did It. Yes. And, uh, dude, <laughs> he fucking did it. No shit. <laughs> you know, I definitely think that there was someone that assisted him in a lot of things, yeah. most likely his son. And he, uh, he alludes throughout talking about it, hypothetically, that there was somebody else there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, if and, he did it. And there's a lot of things that he says. Yours truly. That, there's a lot of things that he says that just like, if you're a guy and you're trying to like play this part that you ne- you didn't do this, you didn't have anything to do with it. First of all, we all knew that writing this book was suspect. And he didn't write it, he wrote it through a ghostwriter. Correct, He sat there and he talked. Yeah, they, they cover it in uh, the Made in America documentary. I don't know if you've watched that yet, Josh. No, I haven't. Well, you if, to- I gotta watch that. You need to. I think it's towards um, the end. It's like part five. It's the last about part. That. Yeah. But one of the things he talked about is he was talking about Ron as if he knew him. Like, uh, as if he knew about him. He goes, oh, yeah. Ron and Goldman. He, uh, yeah, he goes, uh, uh, and Ron was into that karate shit is one of the things that he said. Yeah, he actually um, mentioned, they mentioned that in the Made in America at one yeah. point, that karate shit. Yeah. <laughs> so is it a good book? So far, dude, you know what? Here's the thing. It, does it make you like squirm a little bit? Like it's, when you're like, it's oh. when when they when you read the reviews and they tell you there's only one word that I can agree with and describe it. It's it's like bone chilling, dude. Yeah, because, because it's it, I'm sure like obviously it's not him speaking it and you'd be able to get this feeling better, but it, it's so sociopathic and how calm he probably describes these things as normal. Yeah, and even to have that thought process of those things is so creepy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, you know, I love him. I love him. He's a great guy. Uh, really quick, uh, I need you guys to name me a better receiver quarterback duo than Stone Cold Steve Austin, whoever was throwing him those beers. I'll wait. Joe Montana. That's Jerry Rice. How many times have you seen Stone Cold drop a beer thrown to him? Doesn't matter. How many times have you seen Stone Cold drop a beer? Doesn't matter. Josh he doesn't play never. football. He doesn't. Dra- name a better duo. Go. Laverne and Shirley. Oh, the retarded Laverne and Shirley from Opie and Anthony, Lady Die, and and, and uh, oh my God, Marion. Yeah, pretty. Who the fuck is calling someone? Sorry, sorry, that was. Who's calling you? I don't know. You should answer. I think it was a robocall. Pick it up. No, I why? Already hit no. Okay, fine. No, I'm, I'll, I'll um, imagine we get like a, a fucked up like Saudi Arabian telemarketer <laughs> on the show one day. Takes all Josh's information. <laughs> all right, Taylor, go with your last word. Uh my last word is Christian McCaffrey's gonna win the MVP this year. No. No. Who? No. Why? Who? Because running backs don't win the MVP unless oh, they get yeah, 2,000 no. yards. He's going to win. It's, it's, an, it's That's silly. If he wins it, then Alvin Kamara should have won two already. Because Alvin Kamara is better than he is at what he does. Mm, yes, my last word. That's my last um, word. I, 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 I think he has a better shot at offensive player of the year. But in a team that is not going to win anything, he will not win MVP. Unless it is an unbelievable record-setting season, it, they're not a playoff team, and it's unfortunate because he's an incredible player. But specifically last year, because he turned into such a great receiver out yeah, the backfield, yeah. he was targeted 124 times, and he and he he had 107 catches. It's it's so hard. I mean, if you look at the running backs that have won MVP in recent memory, Terrell. Well, I mean, like if you go all the way back to Peterson. even like 1999, like Terrell Davis won. I'm talking. But then you go all the way back up until then. Adrian Peterson won 2,000 yards. He was only six away from the record. Mm-hmm. Uh. In the last 15 years. Chris Johnson, I think. Nope. Did not win it. I could have sworn he nope, won his 2,000-yard season. He did That's not why win it. That's why it was CJ2K. Yards. Nope. Did not win it. Peyton okay. Manning won it. Peyton Manning won it. Yep. That was his last year with the Colts when they won the yep. Super Bowl? No, no. That, 2005. That, no, 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 no. His last year with the Colts was not 2005. No, no, no. no. I'm thinking something no, he different. No, he won. It was um, the year. It, it, this was the year they lost to the Saints in the Super Bowl. 
Oh, no, when, no, it uh, wasn't even then. It was 2011, 2010, I believe. Yeah. I think it was Peyton Manning he lost to. But he did not win an MVP, Chris Johnson. Okay, I could Adrian Peterson did. did. Adrian Peterson um, did. And th- even that year, Drew Brees probably should have won over Peyton Manning. Why is that? Because his numbers were more efficient. It was better. They were, they were better overall. Um, I, for a long time, thought it should have been Peyton Manning, but after a deeper dive into it, to it, yes, he should have won. No, no, it was, it was um, because he got 2,000 yards his second year, Chris Johnson. Mm-hmm. It was 2009 because that was um, Matt Ryan's follow-up to his rookie year, and then Chris Johnson was shit-talking Matt Ryan again because he thought he should have won Rookie of the Year over Matt Ryan in 2008. So, no, yes, Ma- it was 2009. No, Matt Ryan deserved yeah, that. Yeah, he deserved Rookie of the yeah. Year. Um, it's really hard for a running back because he is not a traditional running back that's going to get, you know, 400 carries and, you know, rush for 2,000 yards. He could have 2,000 all-purpose yards, certainly, but in today's NFL, that is not as uncommon a thing anymore, unfortunately. that I definitely think Offensive Player of the Year, he should be among the three favorites, but MVP, they'd have to be a number one seed, win it's, the division. It's just because like, he turned into such a such a game-changing player sure. last year, where he really, he what really did encompassed the team all do? part But of that's it. the problem. You don't win MVP unless your team is... It's also a bad roster. I, I'm not trying to defend the Carolina Panthers by no, any no, means. But my point is, to win MVP, your team has to be going somewhere, generally, right. unless it is an unbelievably historic season, and and I don't know if he can do that on this roster. And if the team is successful, more credit will go to Cam Newton elevating his game than it will to Christian McCaffrey. You know what I don't understand is how the Carolina Panthers offense on paper is better than the Super Bowl year. Better. Well, they don't have an offensive line. Their offensive line is horrendous. I mean, you still got Khalil there, so you got to add maybe yeah, one or two more pieces. He's he's gone down the t- the tube quite a bit. His mm. run blocking has diminished. His pass blocking has diminished. But Cam hasn't been able to stay healthy because he's getting beat up all the time. Well, the other thing too is like, I mean, uh, who's that fucking kid they drafted last year? The wide receiver that's really good. I can't even remember, like DJ Moore or something. Yeah, no, DJ Moore. DJ yeah, DJ Moore, Moore yeah. from Florida State mm-hmm. or whatever. He's fucking awesome. Um, you still got Greg Olson, but he, he gets hurt too much. It stinks. I think he should be Hall of Fame tight end. That would be a better last word than than. And Christian McCaffrey. Greg Olson's a tough one for the because uh, tight ends are so difficult to get into the Hall of Fame. I think just longevity wise, you know, I'll, I'll make that my last word instead. I think that's a little bit of a better. I, I have to see his stats. But I, I think, think Greg Olson is going to be very, very because you got. We were just having. I was having a conversation about NFL Hall of Fame with some friends recently, and they asked me if Mario Williams is a Hall of Famer. Hundred percent, no, no, he's not even close. Nope he he doesn't have a hundred sacks, and there's guys that have 122 sacks that aren't in the Hall of Fame, um, and Greg Olson as a tight end. It's really, really hard to get in the Hall of Fame. He doesn't have anywhere near the numbers of a Tony Gonzalez. Who does? He doesn't even have the so, dominance like Gronk does. Give me his career numbers. So he has this is he has six hundred sixty six catches. He's the devil. Uh, he has seven thousand receiving yards. He Not averages eleven yards a catch. Not good enough. Um, and fifty seven touchdowns. Yeah, he, I believe not, when all said pull and up done, Jason Witten's numbers, please. Especially when he's now Jason Witten's coming back this year too. So he's pull add Jason on to that. Pull, pull Jason Witten numbers for me, uh, and just could compare. You need to look at tight ends in the Hall of Fame to get an idea. I'm not saying Greg Olson is. Oh wow, that is ex- exponentially different. Holy Read shit! Jason Witten's numbers, please. 1,152 catches, 12,000 receiving yards, 10, uh, 10, 10 yards a catch, 68 touchdowns, and a long of 69 yards. So just from catches and receiving yards alone, yeah, that's kind of hard. And I mean, there's only there's not a. Ton- I, I will say that. Witten was never really got hit with the injury bug. God, God, no, God, God bless him. God, I hear you say God rest his soul. <laughs> I almost um, did. There's only uh, eight, here's the thing. There's only eight tight ends in the NFL Hall of Fame. It's really, really hard to get into the Hall of Fame. Can I guess them? Can sure, I guess? Some? Go for it. Uh, who's the one? Ozzie Newsome. Yes. Uh, played for the Chargers. Kellen Winslow. Uh, hold on, I'm trying to get the there. dad. Let me see. 
I'll tell you right now. I'm looking at the, not his son. Fucking soldier. Shannon, not him. Shannon Sharp. Shannon Mike Sharp. Mike Ditka. Mike Ditka. John Mackey. J- yeah, Kellen Winslow. Jackie Smith. Um, Clark. Dave Casper and Tony Gonzalez. They're the only tight ends in the Hall of Fame. Dave Casper. I wasn't expecting Gr- that one. Gronk is going to get in, time. obviously. Gronk yes. will definitely get in. Do you think Jimmy Graham makes the Hall of Fame? No, not right now. Not, not right, right now. now. Because do you think eventually? His, no, because this is the problem. He isn't a true tight end. He's a hybrid. He, he The fact that he can't block at all makes his receiving value completely different. It's so one-sided. Yes, he's a great receiver, but he isn't that much better than the guys above him. A tight end is... I mean, in today's NFL, it's a little bit different. For my money, Gronk is the greatest tight end of all time. There's obviously guys that have better longevity, but I've never seen a more dominant tight end that completely changed the way the position is viewed. Yeah. Um, that could be... A, he was an A-plus blocker. He was like having a, another offensive lineman out there. He was a great receiver. He was... If you got if he got the ball in the open field, you weren't tackling him or you're going to need multiple people. I've never seen a tight end quite like Dude, Gronk. There's it, guys it, who have better longevity. Like, look up... Let's, let's look up Gronk. Well, I was going to say... Even Kellen Winslow. Kellen Winslow had a, had a very long career. He even had that one, you know, that legendary game where he had to get carried off the field in uh, for San Diego. Yeah. But the thing that's crazy to me is that if you look at like just body type, Rob Gronkowski, yeah. he looks like a fucking. He just looks like uh, like one of those those so big dudes, muscly dudes you see at like Gold's Gym. And then you just see how fucking light he is on his feet, how quick so he is, and Greg, how he can manipulate his body and make these ridiculous catches. Greg Olson's been playing much longer than uh, Rob Gronkowski. I'd say at least four years. At least five four years. years. Okay, so here's Gronk's career stats. He's played in 115 games, which is way... Pull up Olsen's numbers, too, yeah, comparison-wise. Right. I just want to give you an what idea. What are you looking at, Pro Football Focus? Yeah. So right. I just want to give you an idea comparing them and why it's going to be very hard for Greg Olson. And Greg Olson, again, is a fantastic tight end in his career. He'll go down as an all-time great. He's one of those guys that, to me, will be on the outside looking in. Um, uh, I okay. think you're right. So how many games has Greg Olson played? Oh, I don't know. I don't. Uh, how many games? Yeah. Uh, I don't pay for PFF, so I really no, don't. No, dude, know. I'm looking right at it right now. Oh, you, you need pro football reference. Oh, that's what I'm looking yeah, at? Yeah, just, look just, just type in Greg Olson t- uh, stats. Greg Olson And pro football stats. focus should be the top one. Greg Olin. I spelled it wrong. Greg Olin. Pro, pro Great, football thanks, reference. Dude. Sorry. Olin. Yeah. Okay, so how, how many, many games played? Not started, played. Just games. 174? Okay, Jesus Gronk Christ. has 115. Okay. Right. Receptions for Gronk in 115 games, 521. How many for Olsen? 666, okay. not too much more. Okay. Yards for Gronk in 115 games, 7,861. He ha- Yeah, he has him beat there by like 12 yards. Okay. So yards and per Olsen's reception. Yards per reception for Gronk, 15.1. 11.8. 11.8. Touchdowns for Gronk, 79. 70, no. Sorry, sorry, 57. Okay. And how? what's his catch percentage, Greg Olson? Catch percentage? Yeah. 61. Okay, 65.6 for Gronk. So th- there's there's some similarities there, but, but I think... How, the, look at the, how many the, less games. The dominance. The dominance, the dominance over the shorter and amount of time. There's two yeah. types of people that get into the Hall of Fame. There are the compilers that had very long careers. Frank that, Gore. Frank Gore, um, you know, he, the all-time leading rusher, Emmitt Smith. He was obviously a great run, running back, but he is he, the greatest, the, Cardinals is at he the, the greatest running back of all time? No. Walter Payton. He, yeah, Walter Payton. Uh, Barry Sanders. Uh, Jim, Jim Brown. Brown. Yeah. So then, then there's the guys that had short stretches of dominance. Terrell Davis, Gale Sayers, Gronk, 
Gale Sayers. There's guys that had a four to five year window, and it's the same thing in baseball. It's usually about five to seven years where if you have dominance, you get in, and then there's the compilers. Unfortunately, Greg Olson will just miss out unless he has three or four more really good years. Yes, he has like, to have. Witten, like, Witten's a surefire Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, even before he retired and came back, he's a first ballot. Like, dude, Dallas Clark's not going to make the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's, that's how good Dallas Clark was. Well, yeah, that's how hard it is for a tight end. There's certain positions that are very difficult to get in. You know, it's hard too, especially in today's NFL when you when you try to play like the regular one backs that you try to go back to the old school formations. A lot of these guys just can't block in general. Like, and that's why like we miss like the one tight end that will. Should have been great, but then just he just got hurt and he had real bad hip issues. I always thought Dennis Pitta was going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I thought Dennis Pitta was going to be he great was too. Fucking awesome. And hip hip issues will Dude, always be a problem, especially with a guy that size. You got to move that quick and block those people. Yep. You're never going to have that fire Correct. and that explosive to like expel your hips forward. So, all right. So my last last word here. Um, July 31st, uh, this uh, Wednesday is the MLB trading deadline, and the two New York teams need to make moves in vastly different areas. Yes. Um, the New York Mets should be trading a bunch of pieces. They should be trying to trade. Jason Vargas, even if it's for low-level prospects. They should be trying to trade Todd Frazier, even if it's for low-level prospects. And they should be trying to trade Wilson Ramos, even for low-level prospects. On the big higher-end prospect side, I am fully on board and in favor of, as much as I like him and I wish he could stick around, of trading Noah Syndergaard. Yeah, At same. this point, I am fully on board with the idea of trading Noah Syndergaard and re-signing Zach Wheeler to an extension. The biggest reason is you will get bigger pieces long-term for Noah Syndergaard because he is under control for two more years on a team-friendly deal. He hasn't had significant injuries like Zach Wheeler has, and people there will be teams that can think that they can turn Noah Syndergaard into the ace that he has never become. Um, if you can get an A-level prospect back, a B-level prospect, and an MLB-ready guy now, which is kind of what Noah Syndergaard would likely command, yeah. you should do it. Ultimately, I think the smartest move would be to wait until the offseason to trade Noah Syndergaard. But at that point, you could potentially not be able to re-sign Zach Wheeler if you don't find a trade partner for Noah Syndergaard. And then you know you're losing him regardless in two years. Um, so the, the Mets need to make these moves because while they are a terrible team this year, the biggest crutch has been the bullpen and some injuries here and there. The bullpen has blown more leads than any team in the league this year. That tells me that they are a few pieces away this year. If they had a good bullpen this year, they're probably in wild card contention. Easy. And I mean, even still, they're only six games out. Yeah, they're only six today. games out. And I, I don't want them thinking it's because they just swept the Pirates, thinking that this means they can compete for that wild card because that no. would be the biggest mistake they could make. Um, but they need to do things. They need to move guys. And Zach Wheeler had a great start Friday, and maybe his value has gone up again and some team blows you away. And I wouldn't be against trading either of them, honestly. If someone blows you away for Edwin Diaz, I'd be willing to trade him too. I would, uh, yeah, um, same thing. Well, so there's a couple different things you can go, do here. Uh, the, the My only team I do not want them trading anyone to are the Atlanta Braves, who have been scouting Zach Wheeler and Noah Syndergaard. I'm completely against with trading in the division. I'm totally in favor of trading to a team like the Yankees because the Yankees, after this goes back into what they did uh, this past week, getting swept by the Red Sox and every single starting pitcher getting absolutely shelled. I don't care if the Yankees have the best record in baseball. Their starting pitching will not win come the postseason. Yeah. They don't have a pitcher. Dude. And more than ever, my James Paxton claim early in the in the offseason is 100% right. Yeah. I told everyone... Mozart! Yeah. Dude, I told everyone... He's not number four. He, he ain't going to be much better than Sonny Gray. And has he been that much better than Sonny no. Gray was? He's, he's got a 4.8 ERA. I mean, Tanaka he, took They it fucking let Sonny Gray go to get Sonny Gray. That's what happened. Yeah, they, and they, Sonny a Gray, lot more money. And look what Sonny Gray's doing this year. He's got like a 3.6 ERA. 
um, which so, is pretty crazy. So, so, it doesn't matter anyway. He wouldn't. No, uh, he, no he, he wouldn't he's have not a New York numbers. guy. The biggest p- mistake well, thing last year with him on Twitter going at people or whatever. Like even when he got released, remember he said some shit on. Like, of course, so, it's what they do. Shade or whatever. The two people that they'd be making a mistake going at after the Yankees would be Stroman from the Blue Jays, a guy they know pretty well, and if they went after Trevor Bauer, it'd be a massive mistake because he can't handle New York. Yo, I loved Mike Francesa and Bauer on Twitter was hilarious. Bauer thought the the Mike Francesa Twitter account that posted videos back after this was actually Mike and started attacking him and Mike took it personally that this guy thought it was him <laughs> and they got to a Twitter spat. It was fucking awesome. Uh, uh, I like Trevor Bauer. I think he's good. I think so, he's good too. He'd be, he would be terrible in New York though. So I was I was reading this last night as per Ken Rosenthal and I want, sure. you, I want your, uh, your Let's hear both of you. Uh, one of many scenarios for the Mets are exploring per sources. Syndergaard to the Padres then using some in return to land Stroman from the Blue Jays. Uh, not knowing Wait, which who play- would try and land Stroman? The Mets? Yes. So no, so listen, no, so this is what he's saying. Trading Syndergaard to the Padres, using the pieces they get from the Padres to trade him to... to get Marcus Stroman. To get Stroman. Now, uh, not knowing which players would go from San Diego to, uh, to the Mets and deal occurred, but uh, right-hand pitcher Cal Quinta- Quintrill, a Canadian native, would be a logical target for Toronto. Okay. That's what it says. And then in a scenario, the Mets would not simply add Stroman from the Blue Jays. They would acquire pieces from the Padres and, and the Astros. Um, Astros also mounting push for Stroman due to their reluctance to meet with uh, the Mets' price for Syndergaard. Other teams also in the mix for the Jays' ace. So it seems like Stroman's on the trading block. Stroman's definitely going to get traded. Um, as now, of, as now, of three days ago, some teams are saying the Mets are absolutely trading Syndergaard, and then after Wheeler start Friday, that's calmed down, and people are saying teams want Wheeler now. So, um, so I guess my my question to you is: Do you see that as a viable thing? Trading, getting prospects yes. for. From the Padres, use that as leverage in your trade for Strowman. Yeah, well, it's not even that you necessarily would always use the pieces that you just got, but it, it makes it more, it makes it easier for you to move pieces that you already have, right? Because teams have been scouting them, and they may have more value, and you feel more comfortable trading those pieces that you've had for a while, right? Um, the biggest reason I would be in favor of something like Strowman is because you're getting a guy that is major league ready, that is under team control for I think another two years, much like Syndergaard, and will likely command less money than Syndergaard will get in free agency. Um, I'm not against that move because I think that it, both players, I think Noah Syndergaard needs a change of scenery. I think that I think the so Mets too. need a change of scenery from him. And it's not that he's like Matt Harvey, but something is not working. And I don't know what it is. And I don't know if it's the baseballs being different. I don't know if Syndergaard is just never going to live up to it because now everyone throws 100 miles per hour and hitters are catching up to it easier. Yep. But something is happening and has been happening that he has not become the guy that he was supposed to be. And I... I do believe another team will see his potential and want to buy on, in on that and try and work with him, and maybe he figures it out. But I've seen enough now where I am not sure if he will, and if I am not sure, I want to move on. Because, I, I would, at this point, too, cut my losses. I mean, because the fact that, that uh, we got DeGrom, and he looks like DeGrom again. He looks fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. That Mats has been pitching pretty well this year. If they re-sign Wheeler on top of getting Stroman, that's a really good thing. You have a pretty formidable rotation. They got Anthony Kane in the minors at it's getting closer to coming up, and there's other moves you can make. I mean, I banged the table forever. They should have signed Garrett Cole in the offseason, and they should have signed Dallas Keuchel. And look at Garrett Cole, what he's doing, and well, look at what uh, Dallas Keuchel's uh, doing. Apparently, everyone's saying that Cole's gonna uh, is not going to be a free agent next year. Yeah, of course. The same thing. That I mean, said, oh, the they, Mets have to offer him a contract, but they're not. I mean, they should, but they probably won't. But the Mets, the Mets and Yankees both need. The Yankees are not going to get past the first round if they do not get a starting pitcher. What do you think? Uh, and it's not going to happen. I know sure. that they're, they're they're not trade partners. It's never really happened very mm-hmm. rarely. But what do you think about a package centered around Andujar and um, Frazier for Noah? No. 
No. Um, there are a couple of reasons here. Uh, Andujar is uh, he's a DH. He can't play the infield. On a team, the Mets already have such terrible defense. You don't need to bring in a piece coming off shoulder surgery that may completely make his throwing worse, which it was terrible last year, as good as his bat was, and then hope that you figure it out when he's going to have to figure out how to throw again. Um, and Frazier, I don't think he can do New York. I don't think he can do the media here. And the media, if he couldn't handle the media, how, how they treat the Yankees... I think they're trying on the Mets. Really close for the Mets. And I think the the piece that the the Yankees have been the Mets have been scouting from the Yankees is their top pitching prospect uh, prospect uh, Devi Garcia. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think both Frazier and Andujar are long term DHs. Frazier has proven not to be able to play the outfield particularly well himself. Yeah. Um, his attitude has proven that he isn't great with New York and the media. And part of being a, uh, an athlete in New York is being able to juggle the media. And he has not been able to do that. I think that would be a disaster for the Mets, and it would obviously end up being a good thing for the Yankees. But Syndergaard in his career has not been a home guy that gives up the home run ball and he has this year what's going to happen to him in Yankee Stadium yeah. he can't control the running game when you're in a division where the Red Sox run the, the Rays run um, and the Twins run a lot and he can't control the running game whatsoever I don't think it, I think Syndergaard obviously would probably be an upgrade for them in the rotation but I don't know if it's going to work the way they want um, but if they were willing to give up Garcia who scouts love I'd say so, do it. So I, I this happens a lot whenever I go to family functions or like when I'm sitting around with like other Sodomy. people. No, <laughs> oh, so sorry. like like, I, I, like I'm going to a barbecue after this, and uh, I'm like the only Met fan okay. there. So I'm surrounded by Yankee fans, and everyone's always saying the same thing: "What the fuck's up with the Mets?" Yada yada yada. And it's like, well, we want. Like, and everyone always says, "We want Syndergaard, we want Wheeler, we want this," and then then, then and you they want to give up their worst prospects for him. Everyone wants to play GM every yeah. once in a while, so they're like, "So uh, my, uh, we'll give you a talkman." This is exactly. <laughs> He goes, give me. He goes, no, Urshela is good. Urshela yeah, is good. He isn't a guy you give up a potential no. ace for. No, he goes. Enough. So, so the one guy goes to me. He goes, all right, listen, Nit, I'll give you five players, and you gotta, you gotta trade me Degrom. Who, who are you getting back? I go, Aaron Judge. I go, uh, Gary Sanchez. I go, Dylan Betances. I go, Adam Ottavino. And Glaber Torres. And Glaber Torres. That's what yeah. I get back. That's no, the no, only no, way I'm, you get a Cy Young winner. No, listen, I, I'm always saying that. But, uh, but dude, I'm two of those guys are superstars. No, 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 no I'm, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm now, saying. Aaron Judge is the most overrated player in Major wait, League wait, Baseball stop, stop, right stop. now. Listen, I'm saying. Four months ago, you were calling him the MVP. And, and the, what has he done in those four months? He got hurt. What in has the, he done the last two years? In the context of the question, he says, five players, name your five players. Obviously, that's way too much for really two players. You know what I'm saying? But realistically, if I'm trading the ground to the Yankees, which is highly improbable. Oh, it never I, I, happened. Minimum, never happened. I have to get back Glaber Torres. I have to get back Ottavino, and I have to get back at least either Betances. I would or, demand Gary Sanchez or Gary yeah, Sanchez. Those want, would be the main relievers. three no, I would need. You don't ask for two relievers. You get one reliever. You take. No, their I'm cap saying I, w- I would think about it whether I would switch them out because we need a reliever. If that I'm looking at it thing. realistically and trading someone like Jacob Degrom to the Yankees, you're giving me Gary Sanchez. You're giving me Ottavino. Yeah, you're giving me Glaber Torres. Glaber Torres, Those listen. Three. So I went to the Subway Series, and Glaber Torres made one of the best fucking defensive plays at He's second sensational. base. I and, saw. And by the way, I want to just go back to the whole Aaron Judge's overrated thing. I don't actually think he's a, a bad player, but he since his breakout yeah, he's year, prone, his dude. breakout year when he hit fit, when he broke the rookie record for home runs at fifty four, yeah, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. And I'm I I'm now 
putting him in the almost in the camp of injury prone because it's happening too much. A player like him has never been built like him. Has more muscles having, to get hurt. He's been having back issues too. He's right? been having That's back the worst issues. One to the get. obliques, and you know, even when he was healthy last year, it wasn't the same kind of production that he had done the previous year. It didn't translate to the same. And now that you know, he's still obviously a very good player, and he's an incredibly underrated outfielder. But until he stays healthy, he's going to be one of these guys that when you say when he's healthy, he's one of the best players in the league. But part of this game is being able to play. 155 games a year, and he has not been able to do that the last two years. How old years. is he, 25? He's super young, so he could just grow into his body a little more. You do see that happen, yeah. but I worry about guys his size because there's way more muscles to get pulled and to tear and, th- and things like that. Mm. Look at Giancarlo Stanton. He had all kinds of injury issues in Miami, and he's having them again this year. It's just one more thing... that. Guys aren't baseball players aren't meant to be built like linebackers. No, they're not. And because there's more things and the way he they swing so violently. That's why when you look at someone like Pete Alonso, who's a big dude, he's just stockier. He's not as tall and does the muscles aren't as long. Yeah, right. It's a little bit different. But of course, it's, when a guy swings as violently as Pete Alonso, I worry about back injuries. But then long-term. also, like as far as six seven as opposed to like six three. I mean, yeah, it's, it's more way, it's more of a con- it's more different. of a compact issue. It's, you know it, what I'm you, saying? You need such better dexterity at six seven compared to six three. You need better dexterity playing in the outfield rather than first base. So I I, I think Aaron Judge is a phenomenal he's defensive a, he, player. He's a, he, dude, he's among the top 20 players in defensive runs saved and how much time he's missed. He's a phenomenal defensive outfielder, although he had a terrible error that led to two runs against the Red Sox the other night but when he misplayed it. But at the same but, time, I think that happens to every superstar every once in a while. It, it's... Very difficult because their outfield is so jumbled and awkward. They they have Aaron Hicks, Brett Gardner, uh, Giancarlo, I, I like who really Hicks should be a, a DH. Lot. Aaron Hicks I, is a really like good Aaron player. Hicks. He made the most ridiculous diving catch. That was catch, a great dude. catch and a great so comeback good. win by the. That was one of the best games. That was probably the best game I saw this year. Yeah. But um, he's another guy. He gets hurt a lot. And literally, when they signed him to an extension this past offseason, yeah. I was like, he's a good player, but he gets hurt a lot. And people are like, oh, you're just hating. And then he gets hurt in spring training. Like, <laughs> I'm not just saying these things to say them. Like I, I the, the biggest, and this goes back to the whole trade talks between Yankees and Mets. And you, if you listen to Francesa, they get the most calls like this. Oh, what do you think? Uh, Noah Syndergaard for uh, Urshela, Talkman, and uh, um, Greg Bird. No, 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 no. Who the fuck wants Greg Bird? I don't. What, what listen, do? that's hold on. my point. They think I don't even a, want Greg Bird. Keep Greg Bird. Listen, if you want to switch that out, give me Luke Voigt. What are we gonna no. do with Luke? What are the no. Mets gonna do? I understand. I agree. I wouldn't want to give him up either. What would the Mets do with Luke Voigt? It doesn't matter, but I'm saying is like if you're gonna make if you're gonna make that I, why would proclamation. Why Bird? No, nah, just wants Greg Bird. Yeah, it's dude, absurd. Took a 90 mile an hour fastball to the jaw. Yeah, he did. Like a fucking champ, dude. All right, well, this an was animal. this was episode 63 of You Watch I Listen. Um, next week we got to figure out when we're recording because I leave on Saturday. Uh, yeah, we got to figure something out. Yeah. So we'll figure it out, and we will see you twats next week. Thank you to Lobo Sound, uh, Bet DSI, and Shots for Likes. Goodbye. Later, guys.